It's Free Talk Live. I guess I was just turned down really low. It didn't sound like I was coming through. Oh, my God. And we have been having issues with the board, so I apologize to the listeners for that. It's Free Talk Live, and that means it's talk radio that you can control. 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603 603- 283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. And it looks like we already have a call, so I'm just going to go straight into the calls. Dave Ridley in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, have you guys been following at all this uh, school scandal in Exeter, New Hampshire? No. What, yeah, no like I don't a, know about that. A high school? or uh, It's... Uh, I don't know what age the student was, uh, but there was a student who, according to nhcornerstone.org, which is the the website for uh, Cornerstone Action, an evangelical or uh, conservative Christian group, um, a Catholic student um, was in, he he was uh, suspended from his athletics and um, uh, because of uh, text that he sent while he was not on campus. Oh, wow. So is it, does it have something and to do with, like, Catholicism since it's a pu- private school? Did they agree apparently to... Somebody, apparently somebody was debating with him over his phone uh, about transgender issues. Mm-hmm. And in the process of the debate, he's accused of using the word bozo. Wow. And that's what he got <laughs> in trouble for? Whoa. Well, now my... that, that's, again, again, this is according to Cornerstone. I could not find any information on the Internet that would indicate another side to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't look that long. Maybe I missed something if somebody knows more or maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, you know, call in and let us know. But uh, that's, <clears throat> that's what Cornerstone is claiming. That's pretty funny, but I, I do got to ask. Was there anything about maybe the guy when he decided to go to this private school or when his parents decided to send him to this private school, did he agree to not do things like call their students bozo, you know, <laughs> even off off um, uh, campus? No, this is, <clears throat> this is a case against the, the SAU, the school administrative unit. This is the government school, so you're paying for oh. whatever they did to this guy. I didn't know that government schools had Catholic schools. Well, he was a Catholic at the school. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm. Well. Yeah. So, what is the reasoning? So what is the reasoning for Bozo even being something? Is that disciplinary like, worthy? Is that woke now or something? Is there like the you're woke... disparaging clowns? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the woke reason you can't use the word Bozo anymore. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but anyway, they went to court and they had their first day in court. I guess around November. 30th, uh, and they did. They published an article on it, but they didn't really say much about what happened in court. Maybe it was just preliminary. Wow. So yes, I found on here it says um, Reddit <clears throat> people are claiming in the question somebody wrote is Bozo a slur, and it says it seems likely that Bozo originated from this immigrant name. Not I'm not sure which one and stereotypes surrounding Eastern Europeans. So I guess I don't Bozo, think so. I don't. I've, I think of it as a clown thing. Yeah, too. the clown, Bozo the clown. Like I've never heard the word Bozo and thought anything but yeah, a clown. That's pretty funny. If they're if they're going to say, well, it's racist against uh, Slavs, 
that's going to be hilarious. There are a lot of things like people have um, said, don't use the word spooky at Halloween anymore because Spook? now wow. it's racist. But it, ever, like, it doesn't no have anything that to way. do with No, Right. No one thinks of it like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Just because another word happens. I don't know. That's absolutely stupid. I've never heard anybody say that. But that that's I, I think it's hilarious that I just wondered that and immediately find a Reddit, um, you know, Posts where people are saying that it is a slur because everything is literally a slur. Everything. Well, anything else, Dave Ridley? That is all. I, I guess if you want to know more, I, I think the website is, is uh, nhcornerstone.org. Okay, well, thank you so much, Dave, for the call. And um, you guys can check out more from Dave Ridley at um, ridleyreport.com. He's been posting, I've noticed, a lot um, more videos recently where he goes up and ambush interviews politicians especially local in new hampshire is really interesting so thank you for the call dave and let's get into our first story tonight Lori. i have this story from this website i've actually never heard of it before called the dieline.com and it says france banned single-use packaging on for here fast food orders can the u.s do the same thing and apparently other European countries are considering doing that. And it's like sending McDonald's and fast food places through a loop because they're being forced to do things a completely different way than their model. Yeah. So they can't use the paper for mm-hmm. your hamburger and stuff like that and the fries. Yeah. Which at least is not to go. That would be crazy. You would think that would save them money. So hmm. For, you know, to, to hear for here orders, it would but, save the money because they don't have to buy all that packaging. That's true. But maybe it's worth it to them to not have the like washing machines and paying a, a washing machine person. Um, but I don't know. It says single use packaging has become a part of the fast food dining experience, even when dining in everything from burgers, fries, soda and other items comes wrapped or packaged in materials that spend only a few minutes protecting or keeping food fresh. They're designed primarily for takeout, but they also get utilized when serving food in-house. And one thing about it is I think that it's going to change, like, even the taste. Like, when I think of eating McDonald's, like, I haven't for, like, three-plus years, but I think it would be gross on a plate. It's, I mean, yeah, it's gross anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I just think it sounds like it's not going to scratch the itch people go to McDonald's for. And you're going to get weird plastic plates that hmm. kind of, you know, hold all the greasy oh my God, smell right. and stuff. Ew. Yeah. You're probably right. Like a jail. They're not going to give you. Yeah. Like a jail tray. Yeah. Tray. Yeah. Probably. Like yeah. portioned trays. So I guess that means no more Happy Meals. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Are they going to have like a glass, um, <laughs> you know, um, Happy Meal here's shape? Your, here's your pillowcase of food, kid. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, what would they even use? It's just, I think of um, a little package of fries. For some reason, the idea of like pouring that out onto a plate and then eating it there is so much less appetizing than eating it from the thing. Like, that's not what you want. I don't know why. It changes the whole smell, too, because yeah, when you yeah. get the fries, they smell like hot cardboard yeah, and grease. <laughs> it's like something about the material that it's on, having the grease just sit there kind of warm Oh yeah, is different. And the cardboard kind of absorbs the grease, too. So their fries are going to be greasier Yeah, because they just come out of the fire and they dump them. So they're going to be covered with oil. Even when I was a kid, my dad, like we always have lots of siblings. So like if, if we did eat McDonald's, we usually didn't. But if we did... 
my dad would just get a whole bunch of things, um, open the a bag and pour it, pour the French fries on this huge bag, like. And then sometimes we would have our own plates that we would grab and put it on. And I was always thinking it's not as good that way. I yeah. don't know why. I don't know. Um, Part of the experience. Even just taking the. You can take the ketchup and pour it on your little plastic bag and eat it off there. For some reason, that's better than doing it off a plate. I don't know why. And you're right. It's just the experience. It's like what your brain is wanting because you see the commercials or something. I don't really know. Yeah. It says, there's plenty of good reason for that. That being them using the um, disposable packaging. After all, we're talking about fast food. Quick service restaurant chains have developed their operations for rapid turnover. I've never heard that word for fast food. Maybe it's I assume new. it's like um, bussing the table and getting everything cleaned down so that you can have another person sit. Yeah. So. Oh, just like quick service. Yeah. Um, and like I guess it's not just fast food. It could be, you're, you're right, like Chipotle is not really fast food. I don't know. There's some that are not. And I know I said that wrong. Chipotle, whatever. I, I always mix up the L and the T. Yeah. But, and... um. Maybe, maybe quick service restaurants is not just fast food. But it says, By packaging all meals the same way, regardless of where customers are enjoying their meals, staff can push out orders efficiently and rapidly in a streamlined manner. That does make sense. Yeah. It's going to take a little more time if you're like paying attention to this to go or for here and then choosing a different thing to put it on or wrap it in. Yep. The trade-off is using unnecessary packaging when guests dine in, some of which use plastic. France is looking to change that, and a new law passed in 2020 has taken effect at the start of this year, and I guess that makes sense. It gave them time to change over. That requires outlets with 20 or more seats to use durable, washable plates, cups, and cutlery for orders served for here. And when I hear durable, I don't think like a porcelain dinner plate. Yeah, no. So it's probably going to be like you're saying, like plastic, porous disgusting melamine yeah i i don't even know what that is it's like those cheap plastic plates you can get that are Hmm. like made to look like glass Hmm. oh god you know you see them at walmart and stuff they have the pretty designs on them like um oh what is her name pioneer woman or whatever with like the roses and stuff yeah they make like melamine so they're unbreakable oh wow i've never bought any of their stuff but i know exactly what you're talking about because that's that like country yeah i've never bought any floral stuff (laughs) yeah um and there's even a picture here it says oh Something popped up. It says it's somebody's tweet. It says absolutely loving the design of this reusable packaging that's being introduced at McDonald's in France. And you can see here, Lori, it is a plastic bowl. It kind of shapes like um, a French fry container already is shaped like. And also, it looks like they have like potato wedges at McDonald's in France. I don't think that we have that here no. in the United States. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of. I like, mean, they might. I don't know. I think that. Um, oh, here's a great thing. It reminds me of a great um, thing to compare it to. The trays that you get at Pizza Hut, you're still going to have um, like a paper thing there, but your pizza would be maybe on a cardboard thing on top of this red tray. It's just red plastic. But all I'm describing. I don't, I don't think fast food places even give you trays anymore. When mm-hmm. I was a little kid, they used to give you the tray with all your stuff on it mm-hmm. to carry it over. But now they just like hand you a bag. Hmm. I do think of like anyone where you're in a line like Cafe Rio in Utah. I think you were telling me, you know, Riley was telling me he's, he's been there. Yeah, we've I've been there. It's um kind of like Chipotle, 
and you have your tray and you go across and tell them what you want. So then they have the trays. But I think you're right. Like, I don't think I've had a tray at McDonald's. Well, I like I said, I've been there in three years or more. Um, and, and even then, it's like during 2020, I would only be able to go into the drive through most places. Right. So it's been like four years since I've eaten inside of McDonald's. And that was probably in like Utah also. Yeah. Um. So moving on, it says, oh, wait, I don't think I finished this part. It says, France is looking to change that, the fact that restaurants use plastic and just throw away unnecessary packaging. And a new law passed in 2020 has taken effect at the start of this year that requires outlets with 20 or more seats to use durable, washable plates, cups, and cutlery for orders served for here. It is part of sweeping reforms that also include packaging changes for groceries and produce. Oh, so like so, the grapes and stuff. Yeah, so no more bags for produce. So mm. you just oh, carry all your loose stuff in the cart. And that's kind of gross. It's like really I, gross. I like to have all produce in a bag, even if it's like a potato and you're going to wash it anyway. Just like to have it in a bag. You know, people like sneeze on their carts. They put mm-hmm. their dog in there. They, yeah. Their kids pee on it or whatever. Oh my God. Like, I don't want to put my food directly on that surface. The it's thing gross. that grosses me out even more than the cart, but that is also gross, is the thing you put things on and it slides it to the cashier. Like that's oh, always yeah, really gross. Because like chicken juice yes. on it and stuff and leaked milk. And they'll like wipe it with a dry towel and that's it. You know? I think they, I used to be a cashier when I was like 15 hmm. and um, they have like, we used to spray it with like alcohol based well, that makes sense. cleaner, but you don't do it that often. Yeah, right. Like when it's visibly gross. Yeah, when it's like an actual puddle. Yeah. It says the change affects approximately 30,000 locations, generating roughly 180,000 tons of waste annually. It That's says, a lot. That is a lot. And um, I mean, it could be a good thing. It might also be sort of a bad thing. Like, is is it a bad thing to take, you know, to make it to where the people doing trash have less stuff to do? I don't know. But also it's like, um, I guess that they might be running out of places to put trash. I, I don't really, I have never tried to look into and wrap my head around the whole argument that, oh, we're running out of places to put trash. The landfills are full and all that stuff. I've just never tried to look into it. But Ian, if he was here, he'd be saying like, it's fine. We'll never run out of places to put trash. Like, he just says that, but I don't know what's true. I mean, a long time ago, they didn't have plastic, and they just used paper and, you know, wood products. Mm-hmm. I don't know why can't just do that. It's yeah, biodegradable. That is a good point, because then it, it would be like, okay, it's in the landfills, and, and then goes away after time. Yeah, or you just recycle it. It seems like the things that you get, like... A McDonald's burger wrapped in. It seems like they're kind of paper, kind of plastic. Yeah, that stuff. Mixed together. Yeah. Um, It says, the new law in the European country will put brands to the test, having to adapt and change decades of how quick service restaurants serve customers and why they had three years to prepare for the rollouts. The fast food eating public in France will also have to adjust to how some of their favorites will get served. From all appearances, your Big Mac or Le Big Mac still come in a paper wrapper, but your fries will now get dumped into a little red bucket that looks much like the original fry container. Happy Meals, meanwhile, gets a pretty adorable red box with the old golden arches and McNuggets in a white bowl. 
uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't want to eat McNuggets out of a bowl. Not that I. So it's eat in a little McNuggets. red box, and then you bring the box back to I, them to wash. I think so. Yeah, and that sounds weird. kind of annoying. That's weird for everyone involved. Yeah, I, I think kids would probably complain. And there's a bowl inside that. a box. Yeah, it's probably just rolling all around in there. It's not <laughs> wrapped up in it's plastic. And you got to trust that they're cleaning all this stuff, right? Yeah, and I already think about that in places like um, I don't know why Pizza Hut is really coming to mind because there's not even one in Keene. I don't think, but um, I haven't been there in forever. But I've I've always thought of like those reusable cups. It's in like almost every pizza place. They have reusable plastic cups that kind of look like they're supposed to look like glass or they're like the green see-through ones. I always get a little grossed out by that because, I mean, it's going through a super, super hot washing machine. But there's, there's no one sitting there like making sure there's nothing in it except me when I'm about to drink out of it. Silverware is yeah. the one that weirds me out somebody else put that in their mouth some stranger that i don't know and now i'm gonna put it in my mouth that is so true i i so prefer plastic silverware to like reused silverware yeah right and chopsticks it's the same thing it's not getting scrubbed it's going through something like so hot like i don't know 500 degrees or something Yeah, they don't scrub that stuff i was a dishwasher before too me too i've been a dishwasher well i wasn't just a dishwasher but i did wash dishes yeah prep cook all you kind of do everything back there i made pizzas and i wash dishes and And salads right um and that was like the worst job of my life and now the trolls are gonna be laughing at me if they heard that because i was just making fun of one of the trolls our fans that love us so much in um the chat because he said that he was like i came from the bottom i used to be a dishwasher and they always like to act like i've never worked in my life so sometimes i just roll with it <laughs> and i was making fun of him for being a dishwasher but i accidentally just revealed that i have done it too <laughs> um anyways from it says we already explained how the um happy meals are going to look but it says drinks will be served in reusable plastic cups which i don't know what's I mean, worse for you, because those plastic cups from McDonald's, there's like a weird film on the outside of them. It's kind of like maybe wax. It's like almost paper the, with The wax. paper cups, yeah, they're like mm-hmm. waxed. And that, I don't know if that's really bad, like getting in I'm your sure body. I'm sure it's probably terrible for you. Yeah, it freaks me out, though. I, I always it's think It's got to be made cheap it. with cheap materials so yeah. that you can just throw it away after. So it's probably, you know, full of lead. And if your soda can like get rid of battery acid, it can probably work the um, wax away and then you're drinking that too Mm -hmm. so what's worse that or a reusable plastic cup i don't know but it says these new regulations will serve as a significant case study for quick service restaurants operating in a large market with millions of consumers but can the changes in france inspire reform and waste reduction in other countries like the u.s chains like mcdonald's had already trialed new durable and reusable packaging in france and here's a oh my goodness this is kind of silly it's a burger king one but it looks like a little box that maybe a burger would come in and it looks like a regular one except apparently it's actually like thick plastic instead of paper but it's made to look exactly like that but that's kind of a good idea because like i said it's gonna be you know the people who want to eat at burger king they've been there a lot and they're used to their box that their burger comes in. They're going to want it to at least look similar. But the annoying part there is there is a um, plastic cup and it has that stupid Starbucks hole in the lid instead of a straw area. I feel like it's all kind of short-sighted anyway. What's going to happen to all of these when yeah. when they get chipped or yeah. broken? Now, instead of having a thin piece of plastic that's going to take however long to break down or be recycled or whatever you have a big thick piece of plastic yes millions of them 
that's such a good point because they're they're gonna have to retire them pretty often. Yeah. Kids running around in the playpen with their burger or you know happy meal Breaking bowl. Them, right. Yeah. People are going to steal them for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so especially true. if they did it here in America, people would steal them. Yeah. And maybe, take them home. Maybe it's not as big of a deal in France. I don't yeah. know, but probably know. In, <laughs> in the U.S. Probably for sure. And I don't even know that about France. I'm just guessing. It says, chains like McDonald's, oh, they already trialed the new reusable things. And much of the world discovered recently when the burgers chain's unique tableware went viral online. See, like, I had, I thought that this was, like, happening right this second. I didn't realize it happened early 2023 because I hadn't seen any of this online. But apparently people have been taking pictures of me, like, love the new reusable (laughs) McDonald's stuff and putting it online. It is interesting. Yeah. The new tableware requirements or requires additional equipment such as dishwashers and sanitizers and likely new staff to not only wash. Well, wait, they don't have dishwashers and sanitizer already because don't they need it for some part in the line? Like like, spatulas. Yeah. Spatulas. Things like that. That's a little weird. But it says um, and likely new staff to not only wash those reusables but educate guests that the utensils no longer go straight into the waste bin. Dang, you need mm. to hire a new person for that, but that's... There's going to be tons thrown away. Yeah, just thrown directly away. I mean, mm-hmm. that already happens with trays. Right. They have all these signs. Do not throw away the trays. Right, the trays just go in the trash. says, of course, there's also the cost of purchasing new cups, containers, and cutlery. Plus, having two sets of packaging... Adds additional steps in service to QSR operations optimized for speed and efficiency, which is what I was talking about. Like, people are going to have to pay attention to the order, to the receipt, whatever, and make sure it doesn't say to go or to here, and then decide what to do from there. 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. Talk Live, it's talk radio that you control, and 
283-6160 is the phone number for you to call in. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. You can comment about what we're talking about or bring up something else. It doesn't matter because it's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. And we're just finishing up this article that's telling us about, apparently in France, France has banned single-use packaging for four-year fast food orders. And the, the website called dieline.com is wondering, can the U.S. do the same thing? I think it's absolutely an overreach. We hadn't really gotten into the government morality part of this. I think it's definitely an overreach of the government to tell a whole industry, oh, you can't do something that you've been choosing to do. Like if they if they wanted to do it this way, they would have done it forever ago. And the government of France is telling them they can't now. I think they're overlooking a simple option of just going with paper. Mm, yeah, that's true. It sounds like some kind of plastic lobbying conspiracy. You know oh what I mean? Oh my gosh. Like somebody has shares in some plastic company. <laughs> oh, wow. I see the picture of the Happy Meal thing. It's right here. I don't know why. I just kind of overlooked it. It's kind of like a upside down bucket. It looks like it closes at the bottom. So it's probably like a little plate that basically has a covering. Like a closes. cloche. Like a bread cloche. Hmm. I didn't know that word. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're talking about this. People are posting it on their Twitters and saying, absolutely loving the design for this reusable packaging that's being introduced at McDonald's in France because they want to sound cool, I guess. But it looks like we do have a caller on the line, so I'm going to go to you guys. Unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hi, it's Tim. I'm calling hey, Tim. from behind enemy lines in the EU DSSR. In Berlin still? Uh, no, not that, that, that's Frankfurt. Frankfurt, yes, that's where I'm calling from. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry about well, that. Well, I... Uh, oh, what's um, on your mind? Well, I got to experience a couple of fast food restaurants in the EU. I mean, in Spain, I remember, they actually serve beer in the Burger King, like oh. uh, cervezas, yeah. So nice. So there's, there's some good things here, but... Um, yeah, my local McDonald's, they actually, they took away the straws completely. You, t- you guys talk about plastic straws in America. They don't even serve straws anymore at my McDonald's. It's, it's a real shame. I have a, I have a, um, I'm not sure about this, but, well, they used to serve these paper straws, right? Well, now they've found out about this cancer-causing uh, chemical or something like... Um, paper straws? Yeah, sure, sure. They're, so they are coated with like, like an inner lining because you can't like put paper to water and yeah, <laughs> expect it to dissolve. They do so, still melt, yeah, but well, yeah, probably like some form of Teflon or something in there. That's right. Yeah, it's Teflon. Yeah, and um, so well, they took away the straws completely. Now so, I'm not sure this is not industry wide, but well, it's not good here. <laughs> Do you have those cups that have a lid and the lid has a little hole in it like Starbucks, if you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Well, we have the plastic lids still, but the straws. Are... <laughs> like the yeah. kind that you can sip from? Oh. Like oh, a coffee no, no. cup cover. Oh, I'm sure they get inventive, but no, I've no, never been served one. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they... soda and would be kind of weird. It, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's not that bad for when drink, you're drinking coffee from Starbucks. Like, I've gotten used to it at this point. Um, but I don't like 
Um, what am I trying to say? I don't like the idea of drinking soda with a sippy cup. That I think the carbonation would hurt. Yeah, I think it would hurt the roof of your mouth. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, would you say that things have yeah, gone downhill for fast food in Europe, or it it doesn't phase them? Yeah, I think you can say so. I mean, when I went to America, one thing I noticed is that the customer service across the board in all industries. Well, I was really surprised. I actually got to meet some people who worked at Walmart with the hats and the name tags and said hello. We don't have that here. It's a mesh from um, like um, well labor um, like, uh, minimum wages and these uh, these federal uh, aid uh, schemes, and so people don't get incentivized to work. We just don't have these kind of jobs, and it's uh, we don't we have too few people in these industries, so it's always few and. So the people that stand at the front, uh, the people that stand at the front of the store and say hello when you walk in, there's they don't have that in Europe because oh well you can't you're not paying people enough. That's a pointless job anyway. It is. (laughs) Well, say uh, elders don't work there because it would predict their schemes. I'm pretty sure they can. uh, They it's 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 something like this because of. uh, Well, anyways, I'm not quite sure where we have this uh, level of. Uh, customer service, which, which is infinitely worse than which oh, I, the one the experiences I had in America. But hmm. anyways, uh, so that's another thing in the fast food industry noticed. But well, the reason I called in saying I'm from behind and my lines, it kind of feels that way. Many people here they they look up to America, and we believe that we are a bit ahead on, on uh, of the curve. If you know what I mean when it comes to government regulation and meddling into all these industries to the detriment of the customer service which we pay for and and just like um you know doing things efficiently and making it very cheap for the customer well i've always gotten that um vibe i'm not gonna lie from i've known lots of germans in my life i don't know if it's from being at military bases because my dad was in the army but i've always got this vibe that europeans believe that oh we're just so much more, you know, progressed than Americans because, well, the government tells us that this is better, you know, that kind of a thing. It's it's not like um, like straight up like hate or something, but it's it's just been a vibe that people from pro- more progressive yeah, actually, countries think that way of America. Yeah, I, I think so, too. That's I, I mean, it's a shame, but people, yeah, there are many people who think that way. And it's not always justified, you know. I mean, uh, what, one thing I've learned from listening to the show is uh, that there's uh, different parts of America and they do different kinds of stuff. I hope, I hope you guys in New Hampshire get to uh, well, take advantage of the federal system you still have, because uh, my federal republic sure doesn't. And so whatever the EU says goes. And hmm. I think they're even banning the Teflon stuff in a couple of years. So, well. We'll see. They ban a lot anyway. of stuff there. And some of the stuff they ban in Europe is actually bad for you. So it it's like it's it makes it it makes people believe, I think, that oh, our countries are looking out for us whenever they ban things that and are not good for you. Sometimes. They go too far yeah. a lot. Um like exactly. the, the California prop sixty five warnings on everything. I was ordering salt um the other day and there was a California Prop 65 warning on it, and you know what the ingredient is that causes cancer, apparently? Salt? Salt. (laughs) Wow. There's nothing else in it. It's just salt. Well, you also um, experienced the difference in different states firsthand when you were here. Didn't you go to Texas after here? 
Oh, yeah, you remember. That's true. I went to Texas, and one thing I saw was the plastic triangles of death in the Walmart at the <laughs> cashier that? when you get your stuff bagged. You know what? I'm, oh, maybe you don't have that there. But you see, when I was there, they actually had the triangle thing with all the bags on there. And oh. the grocery, they would bag all the groceries and these tiny things. You'd get like eight bags for your... Um, shopping that's such a good point i know it i know what you mean about the triangle because it kind of sit they'll they'll bag a thing set it on top of that triangle and i i agree that their bags suck so bad they're the thinnest bags that they got to put like two items in a bag and then hand it to you and i i hate that about uh walmart yeah well i mean we don't have that here and i'm kind of glad about it if you talk about saving the environment well i i don't like the triangles of as I like to call them. But uh, I mean, it's also not nice paying like uh, 50 cents for a bag, which is also going to break in next time you're going to take the shop. So, yeah, well. there's, a, there's a balance. But thank you so much for the call, Tim. We love hearing from you. And call back whenever you want. And good luck being behind enemy lines, as he says. He is really cool. There's so many people that have come from Germany and they come visit New Hampshire for the Free State Project because. They're like, oh, there's no one I can talk to about this in my basically my whole country almost. And um, all of the gun clubs are completely full. You can't get into them because so many people are like, wait, I actually maybe I want to learn how to use a gun. And they don't have very good gun laws for like being able to just have one in your house. Right. And there's like waiting lists for every gun club, things like that, because some people are like, wait, actually, maybe. Hmm. And I've met at least three or four people that came from Germany to come here. Um, it's probably not specifically to New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, cool. For the Free State Project. Nice. Usually, like after Pork Fest, I'm pretty sure that's why Tim was here. It's kind of hard to remember now, but he came to the show and watched them do the show, and he's a really nice guy. He gave us some German stickers that say stuff like "Free Market" in German, and I can't remember how you say it now. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it looked. It's it's like one of those words that look like you can look at it and know what it is immediately. Oh, okay. A lot of German words are like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you you would know what it meant, but it's just a little, a little different than ours. But anyways, we're finishing off this story here from um, thedieline.com. It's D-I-E, like die. I'm not sure what that means, but it says, Solutions to big problems often require significant changes. While we've seen quick service restaurant chains like Starbucks, McDonald's, and Burger King experiment with reusable packaging in the United States, We've yet to see permanent rollouts. These pilots generate goodwill and positive press, but so far, I mean, not only because lots of people are like, oh my God, I hate the stupid sippy cup at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are like, oh my God, get rid of these stupid paper straws. I'm not sure if they're counting that, but well, it's not reusable, but so they're not. But a lot of people hate all this stuff that they do in the name of, oh, it's good for the environment that as you're saying, probably isn't even necessarily better for the environment every time right but so they, they're saying it generates goodwill and positive um press but uh, so far it's, so it's all just pr to appear yeah. woke that's true like something Wokeness. appearing in the mainstream media doesn't really mean anything to me anymore it's all yeah. an advertisement basically right every yeah everything's an advertisement have you ever seen they live no i actually haven't oh. i saw the fight scene because matt who's been on the show he wanted me to see the fight scene that's like a 10 minute long 
scene of him yeah. fi- them fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I get the idea. Like, I, I have had it explained to me. He puts on the glasses and then he sees... Yeah, everything's all an advertisement all yeah, the time. Yeah. And, and what the advertisement really means is to say, That's like... That's basically what it really is now. I know. It, it really does. I I can't believe that what a um, predictive... Maybe not predictive programming. Maybe just a actually predictive movie that was. Because mm-hmm. I see that and I'm like, well, that's obviously what we have. Yeah. It's like um, you're looking at a, um, a billboard. He puts on the glasses and instead of being a billboard for some clothes, it says consume. Yeah. Or eat. obey, eat. Obey. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I totally believe that. Like the whole psychology being introduced into advertisements is so scary and... um way overdone Mm -hmm. even though like i'm not against advertisements those can be good things and like everybody should have the right to advertise what they want you to sell to you it's just they have gone such um an extra step into people's brains with the way that they have like introduced psychology straightforward advertising is one thing Mm -hmm. where it's like this is an ad for a thing that i want you to buy but Mm -hmm. when it's in everything like every movie you watch every book you read every Everything you do, every person, like um, public facing person that interacts in any way is an advertisement for something. Yeah. For natural gas or for electric vehicles or anything. Yeah. Everything's an advertisement. And sometimes I feel like it's almost like false advertising that like, oh, this thing, the New York Times or something. Oh, it's just here to tell you what's going on and what people what's really already organically happening. That's what you believe. Right. Actually, it's just all it's the same thing with actually, it's just all just what they want you to think is popular and good and should be your opinion. Mm -hmm. That's not like what you're advertised really for. I mean, it's not what you're expecting to get from just reading a newspaper Mm -hmm. and the radio like Taylor Swift sucks. And the only reason that she's so popular is because she was pushed by people who have the ability to get into get her songs onto the radio. And Kanye West said in um 2016 when he went crazy during one of his concerts and he was just going off he said radio lies to you radio puts what they want you to listen to out and then you're like oh from there you're like this is popular and this is good because it's on the radio it's obvious it's not that it's just an advertisement oh become a taylor swift fan it's not like there's not someone out there who's better at singing and songwriting and all that stuff than taylor swift and there really is that's what all those interest industries do like um fashion is the biggest one I'm convinced that they are on a mission to make the stupidest looking clothes they possibly can and still have people buy them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. These terribly ugly clothes are so popular and wonderful. Don't you want them? Of course I do. They're thousands of dollars. Why don't you buy this brick with the word Supreme on it for $4,000? No, I'm not going to. But people will. Yeah. I I like to watch a lot of, like, YouTubers and Snapchatting people that are like in their early 20s and they have all this money because they're influencers. Mm. I don't know why I like to watch it sometimes. Sometimes I like to watch it just to be like, what's wrong with these people in a way? But um, I saw this guy who bought, you can go into this store. I actually forgot what store it is now. It's not Supreme, but it's something like that. And he went into the outlet mall in San Marcos, um, Texas. There's like some pretty nice outlets there. And he's paid $200 for this little dog stuffed animal that has the name of the brand, whatever it is, on it. And I was just flabbergasted. It's Mm -hmm. like, you could buy clothes with that, and that would be more fun to me. Sometimes you'll see a white t-shirt, just a plain Mm -hmm. white t-shirt for hundreds of dollars. 
There's not even a label on it. Nobody knows that that T-shirt is made by the person that you bought it from that mm. you think is some kind of flex. Yeah. So why are you spending this? Just buy a white T-shirt. Yeah. It looks just like every other white T-shirt I've ever seen. And the other thing about it is I've been seeing these things just kind of pop up for me on YouTube and stuff where it's somebody who's actually pretty educated in the materials clothing are made of and what's best, better and what's worse. And they'll go into something that's like, not like, um, it's not really like Louis Vuitton, but like Zara. They'll go into Zara and H&M and stuff like that. And they're like, so these these people are selling this sweater for $50. Let's look at like the, let's look it up close. Oh, look, it's a bunch of uneven stitching and not very well made. And it doesn't have a liner like it should. And let's look at the material it's made of. Oh, if you put this even in the dryer on like um, the very lowest heat, it's going to immediately start melting and turning into the little balls all over your clothes and they're selling they're selling it for way more than even fifty dollars i just kind of threw that out yeah it's all still fast fashion made by you know child slaves in a factory somewhere but it's got a tag on it yep and it has the right yeah brands the brand um, i never understood brand love unless the thing that they're selling is superior quality right which most of the time it's not and that's that's how i i just get so confused about what i want to wear anymore because it's like i don't have a mall near me i am always ordering stuff and then returning it like i have stuff sitting over there that i've ordered that i just needed more jeans and i'm just returning it because well okay the jeans are because like it's hard to figure out what things are going to fit you online but then there's a shirt over there that looks really nice but it's so see-through and it's made with all these little lines through it, like as if it was ironed that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it sat on my bed for like one day before I um, picked it up to like put into the laundry. And all of those lines are all messed up. Like <laughs> in a way, I'd have to sit there and like carefully iron it. iron it. If I, I And it says dry clean only. So I'm like definitely returning that. I think yeah. like, a lot of times you think, oh, you're ordering it from this nicer place. So it's going to be nicer. But I actually have a story. We could get into maybe um, another time that's talking about how way more people are thrifting any or I love nowadays. thrift stores. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite things when I lived in Utah was they have DI. Oh, yeah. And they're Deseret huge. Industries. They're enormous. Like all the Mormons, they yes. donate their clothes to the DIs and you go in there and there's just so much stuff. And so my favorite thing about thrifting is most of that stuff is, you know, worn once or twice. A lot of it's really new. You can find things with tags still on, but yeah, they'll throw away the crappy stuff, so it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. They throw away the, the crappy stuff. And so you find things in there that are obviously going to last you because they're now used by somebody mm-hmm. and they lasted and haven't fallen apart, haven't yep. gotten a hole in it, haven't got a run in it. So it's, you know, um, constructed well. That's so true. Like and some of my best t-shirts I've had for a long time were either given to me by someone's mom or from a thrift store. Yeah. And you're not going to you know, go wherever out and see somebody wearing the same exact thing you're wearing either, which I like. (laughs) That is a good point. I feel like uh, I haven't been to every single one, but I've been to two thrift stores in Keene and I didn't find them very amazing. And I went to one that we actually have in Texas also, but I had never been to it in Texas. It's called Savers in Manchester. And oh my God, that one was terrible. Yeah, I haven't really i went a couple times to thrift stores here and i didn't like them very much the only thing that i I look for at the thrift stores out here is wool because people get rid of their wool and it's expensive and that doesn't pill yeah um 
I went to a bunch of thrift stores I actually forgot with Ian, but not clothing ones, more like um, stuff. Mm -hmm. And those are just really fun. That was a fun day because, I don't know, Ian, he hates to spend any money because it's like, well, (laughs) it's a good, it's a good trait. Like it's, you know, he's um, taking care of the money that God gave him and he's not trying to just like just spend it all day. But when you go to a thrift store with Ian, he might be more likely to get something fun you mm-hmm. know what i mean right so that was a fun day i got like a butter thing that sits on the counter i've always wanted one of those because that, that just makes butter so much better yeah softened butter yeah i don't even know how it doesn't go bad it just doesn't. do you use salted butter no oh for that do i need to use salted butter for that if you want to leave it out you should use salted butter it oh, the, no. salt, the salt preserves it and it's safe to leave out but if you use unsalted butter it can go bad oh, being left goodness. out it can like it won't go like bad and make you sick probably mm-hmm. if you use it quickly but it can go rancid and like not taste quite as good then i'm gonna start buying salted butter and sticks because i'm maybe we shouldn't have this conversation on air <laughs> but i'm always just putting like the i always buy sticks of butters unsalted because i'm gonna need unsalted in like baking and then i buy like a tub not really spreadable so that's what sucks of salted you can um bake with salted butter yeah you it's just, just like you change use, the use a quarter teaspoon less hmm. salt okay Interesting. And maybe I'll just start going straight to the salted everything. I, I didn't know that, but I'm always checking it before I eat butter that's been left on the counter. I'm always looking at it like, how did it not go bad? Yeah. Still looks the same to me. Like, kind of goes like plastic on the outside. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it gets it like, long? it changes the color of it and stuff. Yeah. Because it's not unsalted. If you use salted, it, it'll last longer. Better. Wow. Interesting. Thank yeah. you so much. You're well, welcome. Lori, if you guys didn't know, is like an amazing baker. I haven't even said anything in person. She got, got me <laughs> or gave me a box of cookies for thing or for christmas and oh my god that was just amazing they were so good i'm glad it was you such liked a them. pretty box and everything it was such a sweet christmas thing um and and her husband brought it over to me so that was so nice and thanks to him um and if you want to learn about uh baking in your uh, in the free state project which by the way we're here in new hampshire for the free state project it's um a i don't know if you consider yourself here for the free state project um i'm just here because there's a lot of like-minded individuals here. Right. I didn't specifically move here for the Free State Project. I grew up in New England, mm-hmm. and then I found Stu in Utah, and I was like, it's terrible here. Hmm. Let's go back to New England. So, <laughs> What was wrong in Utah? Was it like getting too overcrowded? It's No, there's a lot of homeless problems, and hmm. there's a lot of religious overtones in yeah. everything, and it's kind of oppressive. Yeah, I, the, I agree with the that religious bit. overtones. Um, like they, when I first moved they hit there, they had the curtain laws at bars, oh. so you couldn't go to the bar unless you were part of the club or invited somebody as part of the club. So like you had to have oh. a membership to the bar. Wow. They stopped that while I was living there, but like it's it was just really weird. Everything about living in Utah kind of has Mormonism inside of it, right? Like so. That's why people living there have no idea that there's not like a bunch of Mormons everywhere else that they live. And they're super passive aggressive. Yes. That's and I don't like it. Can definitely Just happen. be aggressive aggressive. If you're going to be aggressive, just do it. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was interested in what you didn't, didn't like about it there because like I like it there, but I also had to leave. Like yeah. I couldn't be a young adult in Utah. Like I might possibly consider moving there again as an adult who's not like, um, you know, looking for fun stuff to do but mm-hmm. it was like absolutely i couldn't live there in my early 20s right but um yeah so and we moved here at least i moved here and ian my husband moved here who started this show 
because it is a place where like-minded individuals are moving to to try to change things. And you can learn more about that from thefreestateproject.com or maybe just freestateproject.com. But you don't have to sign the thing like I did, but you can also revoke your signature and you don't have to sign it at all. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. 603-283-6160. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. You can bring up whatever is on your mind, whatever you want to get out to people. It's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. And I wanted to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. What about paying your bills? Spritz.Finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. Well, Lori, you brought in a story... um, that you want to talk about today, and it's about people having an addiction. What it's, kind of addiction? It's a it's a phobia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a new phobia has arisen. It says, this is from Forbes.com. It says, a psychologist describes a new phobia on the rise, nomophobia. Have you ever wondered what your life would be like without a smartphone? Some may envision life of peace without distraction, whereas some may see a life with less convenience and connection. Others, however, may feel terrified of the idea entirely. Psychological research has uncovered a new fear, nomophobia, where individuals become filled with dread, anxiety, and panic at the thought of being without their smartphone. Mm. That's so silly. Um, um, I, I can't really make fun of them, I'm not going to lie. It, <laughs> it's ridiculous to get to the point of being a phobia, but it did suck when the FBI stole my phone for like four days. 
I mean, it's because you keep your whole everything in there. Right. You know, every, every phone number you have. and Yeah, it was hard to like fu- function. I just sat there one day and I was like, I I was like, it, it, there was lots of other reasons for me to be sitting in my kitchen, not like um, knowing what to do with my life. But I was just like, oh, I hadn't even told my sister or my parents or anything what happened. And I remember, happened to remember my sister's phone number. So I dialed it on my home phone. I was like, I can't even remember, believe I remember her actual phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just because it was like a couple off from my old one. But so I called her and I was just like, I told her what had happened. And it took like four days for that to happen because I wasn't even thinking like, oh, wait, I have a way to contact people. I, um, I've gone without technology a few times. Mm-hmm. Like we lived in the desert in Arizona for a while, just like. Um, boondocking in the middle of the desert in mm-hmm. a camper and had no phone Wi-Fi. whatsoever. Yeah. No, why? Because we were, uh, it was an hour to the closest store from mm-hmm. where we were in the desert. Like there was wild horses and stuff. It was cool. Oh my gosh, pretty. It was cool. Um, but it was great. Nice. It was fantastic. No, nobody's going to call me. Nobody's going to interrupt me. I don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm bored. I'm, I'm just going to scroll mindlessly. I'm just going to do something productive with my time. I'm going to learn something or read something that I've been wanting to read. And that sounds awesome for a planned thing, you know? I mean, it, it wasn't, but oh. <laughs> it was like we just decided to pick up one day and travel across the country and just stop wherever we wanted. But I, I do kind of understand that where they're coming from for like, oh, what what would I do right now if my phone just suddenly exploded? That would be a pro- kind of a problem. Ian wouldn't know what's going on because he's mm-hmm. in jail. Just all, all these little things like all of my... I don't know, logging into things. I, I guess that doesn't really matter. I don't store it on my phone anymore. But it used to be, it would have been really bad because I stored a lot of things on my phone. And yeah, you just get a new phone and then reset it there. I also lost my phone in a mall. I'm pretty sure it was like stolen. Like somebody probably saw it sitting wherever I freaking sat it and then stole it. Yeah. Um, And that was really terrible. And it, oh my God, like it, it just made me feel so powerless and angry but it's like also it was stolen so anything stolen from you may may make you feel that way yeah but the violation of having something stolen right but i think like if i lost my phone tomorrow i think i'd be fine yeah i'd just go to someone's house if i needed to talk to them yeah but luckily I'll send him a letter i'm i'm cutting i've been cutting down so much on social media that it wouldn't as, as much be for me a social thing i think that's the more ridiculous reason to be afraid of it mm-hmm. um is just because you're like, oh my god, what what are my Twitter followers gonna think? Like that's yeah, you've that's got a weird. problem. Yeah, right. and um, I I noticed that like without Ian here, I I went from like every single thought in my head, I just say it out loud to Ian, to like being actually alone, and I started being on Twitter way too much to where I was like, I think it's making me negative, and I turn it off. And I feel so much better. Good. It, it's better to just actually go to my friend's house and hang out with her. Social media is toxic. Yeah, I use it for you know rabbit sales. Oh, and, <laughs> I think about and, what you meant, but you re- really meant that. Yeah, rabbit sales and, uh, you know, using Messenger to talk to friends. But other yeah. than that, and post memes. Like, I don't do anything on Facebook. I think Facebook is the worst one for, like, depression and stuff, And I don't too. have a Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I don't have any of that stuff. And Instagram is also one of the worst ones, in my opinion. But Twitter's also bad. They're all three really TikTok, bad. Like, but all of them. I don't know why I can't, I don't get addicted to TikTok. If I, I can use it sparingly. It's like uh, no one else can do that. They're like, I just don't use it. If you went on to it, no, you you can't do that. You're going to get an addiction. But no, that doesn't happen to me. I don't get lost for hours. I think I get lost more on YouTube, but I have such fun things I watch on YouTube and Odyssey that are actually like things I learn and stuff. YouTube I like. 
Yeah. But like I don't have an account or anything. I watch hmm. stuff on there. And it's not a social thing even if you have an account. So right. it's much better. I mean, I guess some people It can be. It that way I somehow. guess they have they have like live videos, mm-hmm. like live watches where you can interact on there. Yeah. I guess. I don't like anything like that. I like to like watch these people like I was talking about people buying things, people who are like interested in just showing you their clothes when mm-hmm. I have like nothing else to do. That's something I do to be entertained, but I don't want I don't even like the idea of like talking to them like oh i'm gonna comment on her picture yeah that's weird yeah it's parasocial and weird yeah exactly i don't know you i have (laughs) like i have nothing to say to that person it's like when when they say like okay anyways good night all my snapchat followers i love you so much ian is always if he hears me watching one of them then he's always like oh yeah sure she loves you (laughs) yeah can i borrow 20 bucks (laughs) (laughs) right that's so funny but um, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that this has become an actual phobia. Yeah. Um, to measure the severity of this phobia and its impact on daily life, researchers have developed a test designed to assess and diagnose nomophobia. This tool not only shed light on the prevalence of this modern anxiety, but also prompts a broader discussion about our independence on technology and its implications for mental well-being. What is nomophobia? Contracting the phrase no mobile phone phobia. Oh, okay. I was like... Why is it nomo? That almost sounds like nomenclature, like name or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I I find it silly that they had to come up with a name for this. Are these people really ter- are people really terrified to the point where it's a phobia? Like a phobia hmm. is something that you cannot handle. Yeah, yeah, that's you, true. You'll cry and and be a mess on the floor, shaking. Like yeah. if somebody is has uh, arachnophobia and you bring a spider in the room, they literally can't function. Yeah. So. People really are addicted to their devices to the point where if you took their device away, they would be non-functional. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, that's and weird. And scared. That's the other thing that's weird about it to me. Yeah, it's scared of not having a, a mobile device. But one thing that makes me believe it for some people is I've seen these posts online a lot where people are like, they live in the city and they're like, can you, be- have you ever had to go into like the woods and see that there's like people's <laughs> houses there? That thought terrifies me. And I, uh, I can't like imagine heaven. that. I, I just can't imagine me scared of that. But also, like, I don't know. Maybe it, I, I understand that it could be creepy to be, like, stuck out there and be, like, having to rely on these possible people that are creepy out in the middle of nowhere. But just, like, having your car and everything and driving out there terrifies you. That's stupid. You're way more likely to be the victim of a crime in a city right. than you are living in the middle of nowhere. That's a good point. Because if you're in the middle of nowhere, they have to have a purpose to be there. Well, is it a crime if Bigfoot committed it or is it just <laughs> an act of nature? <laughs> I think I don't think it's a crime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so research defines nomophobia as the fear of being detached from smartphone connectivity. While it is not yet considered a legitimate mental disorder like other specific phobias, such as fears of animal storms, heights, etc., nomophobia's conceptualization is founded on definitions from the Diagnostic Manual of Mental Disorders, which changes like every year. And I just think it's ridiculous that any of these things are really classified as like a mental disorder. Like my, my grandma is the most scared of spiders person that I know at all. And even then, it doesn't seem like it's something where it's like, oh, it it impacts her entire life. You right. know, like one time she had to stay at my house whenever they, she came and visited. I just went and slept at my little brother's uh, or my little sister's room with them and let my grandma and my grandpa sleep at my house. And I had this wire 
that I don't know remember what it was and it had fallen off the roof it was just kind of hanging and it was windy so there was like the noise of it hitting or scratching the wall and my grandpa was already like I'm black in this place in the middle of nowhere and I'm I just don't like being here and he thought somebody was like coming into the house but my grandma said she woke up thinking there's because I had told her there are tarantulas in the mountain eight miles away yeah she was like it's a tarantula scratching to be let in and couldn't sleep it was so I couldn't believe that but I don't understand being scared of something to that point yeah I'm flying is the thing I'm scared most of Hmm. I'm terrified of flying I hate it yeah um, I don't like it. Either. It's not the flying part. It's the fact that I feel like if I do it, then I'll have a sudden stop. The sudden stop. That's the scary part. You what, know, what do you mean? Like crashing. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, sudden stop. N- not the flying part, um, but I've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I have to go somewhere across the country and the most convenient way for me to do it is to get on a plane, then I'm just going to get on the plane and fly. Yeah. Like I've flown in Cessnas just for fun to see what things are like. In um, what? In Cessna's, like the little planes. Oh, like I've, I've gone up in a little plane just to see something that I wanted to see, or I've gone in big planes, and that's the thing I'm most scared of. So I don't well, understand being like afraid of anything to the point where you can't function. Yeah, that's it's crazy. weird. It seems that that's crazy to me that you're not uh, that you're not more scared of anything else because like that's pretty impressive because um, I I feel the same way. Like I'm scared of planes, but not. It's the same thing. Like, if I need to get on it, I'll just do it, and then it's over. But sometimes I have to use a bathroom in the middle of the air on the mm-hmm. plane, and it scares me so bad because I'm just thinking, I, for, it's absolutely irrational. Out. It's less <laughs> about the, like, getting sucked out of the <laughs> toilet. It's more, I just imagine my, my the whole little room that I'm in breaking off from the plane, and, and I'm falling. What would happen? Oh. And I seriously, oh, my God, I have to pee and run out of there like just get out of that little hole i've never hole. even considered that i'm sorry <laughs> because because if that happens then everyone's going down with me exactly too, so <laughs> but i don't know why it's i know why it is actually it's because you go in there and it's um you don't have like the comforting l- look of the cab of the plane i i don't know if that makes sense. it's louder in there too and you hear all the noise yeah it's louder it, in there it sounds like it it's about to rip off for some reason. Mm. So loud. I'm just convinced that's going to happen in the whole plane. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it doesn't bother me because I'm like, someone's going to do something stupid and we're all going to get sucked out or we're going to crash or, or something's going to happen. Like that's my fear of planes. I, I feel the same way, but it, like you said, I just, just do it. Do it. Like the night yeah. before I do start being like, I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to fly in there tomorrow. And I don't like that, but yeah, um, I'll do it. anyway. Yeah, I don't like it, but I'll still do it. But I can't think of anything else that is like, oh, I can't, like, my grandma can't be in the room with a spider. She, like, spider walks out and someone else has to deal with it. Like, I, I don't like spiders, but I'll go up and kill it. It sucks so bad, but I will kill it if I have to. Or, like, the ones that aren't as scary, I will try to free them. But I'm not freeing yeah. a freaking tarantula in my house. I mean, I don't like rattlesnakes, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not paralyzed with fear. Like we had, Mm. I went outside one day out of the camper when we were in Arizona and there was, I walked out and I turned around and I had walked right past a rattlesnake, like within striking distance. It was uh, monsoon season and it was cold because it had just rained. So Mm -hmm. the rattlesnake was cold, so it wasn't doing anything. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can get it out of here by like spraying it with water or throwing ice cubes at it. Like I was trying everything and it wouldn't leave. Whoa. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm not petrified of them to the point where I'm not going to do anything i'm just gonna be sitting there in fear unable to my sister is of snakes i didn't think of, of that she is so scared of snakes like if i am like hey, a look at this i show her a picture she is 
that disturbed. Too. Yeah, pictures. a picture of it. A picture of it. Like, what is the picture going to do to you? I don't understand. I, I if somebody shows me either. a picture of a plane, I'm well, not like, oh no, a plane. I, I, okay, I understand a little bit because, like, I'm not like, I'm not going to say I even have arachnophobia. I don't like spiders because they're freaky. They're mm-hmm. gross. But if I see a picture of a f- spider, and especially for like too long, and I'm like, look, because sometimes I like do this thing where I look at something that's really scary and gross and creepy mm-hmm. just to get myself creeped out. And then I I don't know how to explain it. I get this like um f- feeling that is like, whoa, this, uh-uh, I, I got to stop looking at this. Yeah. But it's not like, um, I, I, I think it affects my sister way more. It's that's like, the psychology behind like scary movies, why people like scary movies and amusement park rides, because we like to be scared. Life is so safe now. Yeah. Like everything's so safe. You're not going to get attacked by a bear probably, you yeah. know, so we watch things and do things to get that adrenaline rush. So like, did you ever see wind scorpions in Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, and tarantulas. I think spiders are kind of cool. I think wind scorpions are... It's the same thing as a camel spider, but they call it wind scorpions in Utah for some reason. I think those are like an extra level above scariness um, than spiders, like regular spiders. And sometimes like I'm telling someone about those that's never that have never lived anywhere else. And I'm like, well, I got to show you. So every time that happens, I go on like a spree of looking at them on google it it must be just what you're saying like people liking to be afraid because i get so disturbed after that and okay i i can say that there actually was a time i was more afraid of something than made any sense but it's because i kept having freaking freaky encounters with them it was scorpions in texas it was oh yeah it had just been raining for like two weeks like straight and so much rain and i lived in i lived in a classy trailer and um like the, the lady a na- lady i worked with in my neighborhood she was like i don't tell people i don't call them uh trailers i call them mobile homes it's like okay yeah <laughs> it's the same whatever thing. yeah but um yeah she just anyways she's a whole other story but um words matter it was raining so much that i was just standing there talking to my boyfriend and he's like pulls me away from the wall and there's a scorpion right behind my head then like a week into it or maybe a couple days later i had not stopped thinking about that scorpion encounter and i um was going to the bathroom there's a mat in front of my feet and i was like there's no way because that was like the first time i ever had a scorpion in my house um so i was like there's no way this would happen but what if i pick up this mat that's right by my feet and there's a scorpion there and there was was. it wasn't moving there was no reason for me to think that and there was a scorpion under the mat and that was only number two and then I kept seeing them because I that lady I worked with I was cleaning houses with her and I kept seeing them in this house that um like was uninhabited but the parents were dead and the kids were taking care of it I kept seeing like dead scorpions there because they would spray and stuff and I'd vacuum them up and it was terrible and I was having like nightmares about them and if I had to go get under my bed for something, I was just like, I can't do it. I got to get my boyfriend to do it because what if there's a scorpion there? But that kind of makes a little sense, doesn't it? Because there's can, a lot of scorpions so. and they can harm you. Yeah. And I well, encountered them so many times. Right. That's preservation. Yeah. And that's not really a phobia. That's and just being scared away. of something that's dangerous. Right. And it like, went away. So it's yeah. not like the rest of my life I've just been like thinking about it all the time. Yeah. We stopped in um, Texas and Stu went to go hook up the water. Um, from the trailer mm-hmm. and when he reached his hand down there was a scorpion there oh my god yeah so it's there's terrible. i guess there's just a lot of scorpions in texas yeah in general there are like um so i guess maybe not planes is the most scary thing rabies rabies is the most scary thing that's terrifying but i'm i'm not like i still wouldn't be paralyzed one time i was walking um down in this lake in massachusetts where i lived i was walking around a lake and i had my headphones on and i looked up and there was a raccoon 
like, I don't know, 50 feet away from me. And it was all walking drunk. And I was like, oh, no, it has rabies. And like, I walked backwards. Like, I can't imagine being scared of it. Something like that, like something dangerous, actually dangerous and freezing. Like Mm -hmm. when you have some kind of phobia, not being able to function. Yeah. You get bit by a rabid raccoon. Doesn't seem very smart evolutionary wise. I bet some people would freeze and some people would just run the second they saw it. Yeah, any direction. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That is. Those are really creepy because if you get um, that for too long, rabies, then you get this phobia of of water, and that's so. Yeah, yeah, hydrophobia. It's not even really a phobia. They called it hydrophobia because um, it's actually a physical, like a physical reaction to water. It's not like they're scared of water. They but the videos look like they're like scared of water. Yeah, they're using like hydrophobic in the term like. Um, oil is hydrophobic like mm. it, it won't yeah you can't put so them like, together so a hydrophobic person with rabies they their body literally won't let them drink water whoa. it will shut their um Girl. esophagus and they can't drink water it's just so weird because they you see these videos and they like throw the cup like it's like their body is like no no water that's so yeah terrible. it's um it's it's because rabies has developed to make you not drink water so that you drool so you're more infectious. Ew. Oh my yeah, God. it's it's a vector. It's um an, a side effect of rabies making your body more contagious. Oh my, this is the most terrifying. Rabies disease. is terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely and there's terrible. only one person that's lived like after having rabies. Whoa. Um, after contracting it and showing symptoms, there's only one person ever that's lived. They've done the uh. it's they use the Milwaukee protocol, which is like they put you in a coma. And like six people have gone through it, but five of them eventually died anyway. And only one person has lived and she's like severely damaged afterwards. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. Yeah. Really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but those are dangerous things. Yeah, being afraid of a dangerous thing is normal, but being afraid of not having a phone is not normal. It's not normal. It's not dangerous. Yeah, it's not. I can understand a little bit of anxiety because like yeah. it's how we live our lives now, but being terrified terrified that's That's crazy terrified of not having a phone says the research outlines that symptoms of nomophobia include many of those seen in other specific phobias such as anxiety shaking sweating agitation and breathing difficulties yeah you can't breathe you can't breathe because you lost your phone i can't breathe yeah it was also found that those with low self-esteem and extroversion may be more prone to the overuse of smartphones and therefore more likely to experience nomophobia. Maybe that's what it is. I'm introverted and I totally like myself. So, hmm. oh, I <laughs> so see. yeah. Oh, extroverts are more extroverts likely? Oh. with low self-esteem. I don't know why I thought I said introverts with low self-esteem, but nope. yeah, that, that makes sense. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, because they thrive on interaction. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. According to one study, which aimed to review global statistics on the prevalence of the phobia, approximately 21 percent of the adult population suffer from severe nomophobia. Oh my god! And around 71 percent of the population has moderate nomophobia. That, that's just like at this point, they're just not using the word correctly because it's like 21% of people actually being unable to breathe, sweating and shaking, uh, shaking because they Maybe. don't have their phone. I, I mean, it's research studies are always skewed because they yeah. take like a popular population of people, 100 people. Yeah. And if 21 of those people, then that's 21%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But and they could have just chosen terrible people. <laughs> yeah, all intro- extroverts or whatever. Yeah. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Oh, wait. Well. 
The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. It's talk radio that you control, and 603-283-6160 is the phone number that you can call. That's 603-283-6160, and with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. And I want to tell you about ForkFest 2023. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 13th through the 16th for the 8th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out in recent years. ForkFest happens the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 16th. You can find out more at the unofficial website ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest, Telegram, and Matrix chat rooms as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 13th through the 16th. ForkFest.Party. And we were talking before the segment went to a break about people who actually get the sweats from their nomophobia. And what is that, Lori? Nomophobia is the no mobile phone. Is that what they said it was? No mobile phone phobia. It's a ridiculous name. Silly. Um, So they say dealing with nomophobia can be incredibly challenging, given the ubiquitous role smartphones play in modern life. The constant connectivity they provide has become integral to daily routines, making the mere thought of separation a source of intense anxiety for many. This phobia not only induces immediate emotional distress, but can also contribute to long-term psychological effects that could affect overall well-being. How to know if you have nomophobia? Oh, do I have that? That's not just... <laughs> I, I honestly like get so annoyed with like every single, almost every single, um, what do you call it? Mental disorder that people act like, oh, it's something you have or don't have. Um, okay, maybe there are things that are really extreme like schizophrenia. I'm not even going to talk about that. But something like anxiety. Oh, you have anxiety and I don't have anxiety. Not sometimes you're anxious about things that would make somebody anxious and sometimes you're not. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Like, oh, do oh. I have that? Well, there's different, like, being anxious and having anxiety are different. Yeah, like, but the the thing about it is, like, those people have just convinced themselves that they are anxious because they, they've they been anxious for too long about things that maybe mm-hmm. absolutely make no sense and they shouldn't be. Correct. And then they're just, content- they're like, I have anxiety. Well, it's not that I'm being ridiculous. It's that I have anxiety because a doctor told them that. And I, I understand that it's different to, like, be anxious about a certain thing than to generalized like, oh, anxiety. I'm anxious all day for nothing. But yeah, but it's not for nothing. That's the thing. Because they mean? have people people who have like generalized anxiety disorder or whatever mm-hmm. that are anxious, like they have panic attacks and stuff like that out of nowhere. Seemingly, mm-hmm. they're anxious about something. They're just not thinking about it. That's such a good point. They're, they're subconsciously anxious about something. There's something wrong in their life that they're not addressing, and so they're anxious. That makes so much sense. Or they're not taking care of their actual like physical health that's what i was thinking a lot of people who go out and drink a lot have anxiety and they have panic attacks because the next day they wake up and they're hungover Mm -hmm. and they have the shakes and they don't feel good and they're dehydrated and so being dehydrated makes you your blood pressure rise and like all these things contribute to feeling anxious and then you feel even more anxious and like it's a you know vicious circle of the anxiety and the not taking care of your mental and physical well-being I totally um, believe that because it's like just not eating certain foods has helped me break through in so many ways in the sex sector of taking care of just like my mental health and how I want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. Just like not eating certain foods and not drinking alcohol. I really can tell the difference of how I feel now. That's why some people are like, oh, how could you deprive yourself of like fried foods? Don't think of like the taste. Think of like what it's doing better to you. all the time yeah what it's doing to you mm-hmm. before we had our first kid um i was i would like to go out and party like we went um i dealt poker hmm. for a job at bars and stuff and so i'd be out drinking and having a good time and eating whatever i wanted and um and then i decided to have a baby and i was like okay no more drinking and i ate super duper healthy like all whole foods and worked out all the time and um before that I had anxiety so I was having like panic attacks and after I did all that it just went away wow like completely just went away I had no more panic attacks no more anxiety I felt great and a lot of people like to say oh they these people don't know what they're talking about actually it's just that those people the chemistry of their brain is permanently Mm-mm. born incorrect well actually that was proven not to be true yeah it, it was it was um this study in england and they went over all the other stu- studies that people have used to make the claim that depression comes from a brain that is imbalanced with their chemicals and they poked holes in all those and showed how that doesn't actually prove that at all and there is no proof for that right yeah and if you're having Say you have serotonin uptake problems. You don't make enough serotonin. Then find a hobby that makes you happy and Hmm. gives you serotonin. Like find something, whatever is wrong in your life and address it instead of just taking whatever medication they're going to throw at you and then still feeling that way and Hmm. needing to depend on that medication. Yeah. It's really terrifying. I'm glad I never did any of that. I understand how people get trapped into it like they just grew up with parents that are unquestioning people and they're like oh my daughter is sad can you figure out why my 13 year old daughter sat and the doctor says well she needs to be on Zoloft and then she is yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, my six-year-old won't sit still. Will you give him something for ADHD? Like they're six. Yeah. Yeah. They won't sit still. That's so sad. That's what they do is not sit still. The thing is when you let a doctor label your kids like that, like I'm not a parent, I'm not telling any parents how to live, but I've been a third grader. And (laughs) when I was in third grade, it was the first year I was in school at all. I was homeschooled until then. And um, there was a girl in my class who needed quote a helper and I was the smartest kid. So they chose me to be her helper and um, so I would sit next to her and be like, so this is why this makes sense, blah, 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 and explain things to her. And she is still my friend to this day, and she's naming her baby after me. And um, the thing about it was, since she, quote, had ADHD, had to, like, leave class during certain times to take her medicine and stuff like that, she just, oh, wait, she had ADD, but she would be like, I just always felt like I was stupid before I met you because no one would... No one just wanted to explain things to me, you know, stuff like that. Like she just yeah. thought she's stupid because the dent- doctor almost said the dentist, but the doctor told her she has ADHD. Well, that's a problem with public schools, too, is they're taking one way of learning everything mm-hmm. and shoving it at kids and saying, if you don't learn it this way, there's something wrong with you. And, you know, and yeah, not you're an individual. Bad. I even feel bad for saying I was the smartest kid because like I, I grew up and even in like high school, I was like, I'm not actually like smarter than these kids. I'm just good at getting a good grade yeah and so many people think that makes you smarter than other people yeah it's kind of I mean, stupid i feel i feel like everybody barring you know um actual disabilities mm-hmm. has potential right you're born with it and it's what you do with it and how it's nurtured is how you're going to end up i agree and being in public school and having that one solution fed to you and told there's something wrong with you if you don't get it that way and not, hey, let's figure out the way you can understand it. Right. The way that it makes sense for you. Because you're an individual person with a dynamic brain and personality. And not everyone's going to take in all of this the same way. Like if you ask five people how to solve a math problem in their mind, they'll all tell you a different process to get there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. And it's, <clears throat> it's so stupid. I talk about this on the air every time we talk about um, public school sucks so bad. Well, it's so stupid that I, I was never like the one that was really, really good at math. I just was good enough to pass cl- or like do get good grades in the class, but not be like, oh, a math whiz. Mm-hmm. But um, so many boys mostly were like math whizzes um, in my classes. And it was so frustrating for them to have to do it the exact way the teacher told you when they had a, be- a way that worked better for them and it still got the answer. Yep. It's so stupid. That's I got terrible grades mm-hmm. in school. Like probably not as a little kid, but as I got older, I got terrible grades. Even though I understood it all, I knew everything they were already teaching me. All I did was read. I was yep. a big nerd and like sat in the library for fun mm-hmm. and read books, like reference books and stuff. Well, <laughs> and uh You do know a lot of facts. And so I got terrible grades because I literally they would tell me things like don't read ahead. Like you want me yes. to slow myself down to match everybody else. That happens to I me can't too. Do, it's boring. Like I'm not going to learn anything that way. And so I just wouldn't do the work. I would just read the book. Like if they'd assign us a book, I'd read the whole book and then I would do whatever I want for the rest of the time that everyone else is reading the book. That makes that something I kind of forgot happened. But I always think of this one class I had in sixth grade as like, that was the first time where I stopped wanting to be known as like the smart kid. Like in third grade, it was like, oh, I'm the smart one mm-hmm. and, and it's fun and nobody's mean to you about it. But by sixth grade, 
I was like, okay, I'm not going to raise my hand and stuff, and stuff because the teacher would always be like, yes, Bonnie, we know that you already read the book right. because it was history and it was so interesting to me. And she was actually kind of bullying me. Yeah, they treat you like there's something wrong with you because you like to learn Yeah, and that because you know things and that you can do, you have a skill at something, like you're reading too fast. Yeah. Or How she, dare you? She would be like, does anyone else want to raise their hand? Because like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's actually totally mean. Sorry, I, I I'm think. excelling. Yeah. The same thing happened to my friend um, who did the show one time with us, with me and Nikki. His name's Tim. He was on the show uh, one time, and he actually got taken out of school. He he did public school all the way to sixth grade. Then the same kind of thing happened to him where the teacher, um, I don't remember exactly, but she actually was bullying him for being actually smart or like asking a question. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had been a Burger King worker the year before and then became a a sixth grade Mm -hmm. teacher. And his his parents took him out and he did the rest of his years in, in uh, homeschooling. So. It's because they don't you're not there to learn uh, how to think. Yep. You're, you're there to learn what to think. And it's what they tell you at the speed they tell you at mm-hmm. the, you know, at the productivity they tell you to do it at. Everyone must yep. fit into the cookie cutter box because that's how you make workers. Mm-hmm. Everybody just obey the rules and do it the way we tell you. And one thing about it is I always felt like the culture of the teachers was like, they were all very similar. The teachers and the um, people who worked in the school who were adults, they were all very similar. And there were nothing like how my parents would be. Mm-hmm. And I really think that like you would get punished and beat into the shape they wanted you to be because they wanted you to be the way that they are. It's, it's so um, vague. But what I'm trying to say is like, then later I learned that like almost every single teacher is a liberal, believes in government and stuff like that. And it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that you're going to be, oh, you're not doing well because you're just not like the type of person they are. Well, I mean, the the teachers who don't fit in the clique of teachers are probably mm-hmm. not going to make it at that school. Right. So it makes sense that they're all the same. Yep. I'm sure that, you know, in a highly... Republican area a lot of the teachers are Republican with Republican values and in Democratic areas and you know yeah but I would say like it leans liberal because like they believe in the government being like oh I got into teaching because only the government can make it to where children in my community can read so even in uh like Texas where I went to high school for the first three and a half years or wait three years whatever um even in Texas, it was like, I got this liberal pro-government vibe. But also, you know, right-wingers are also pro-government. They're just pro-government in a different way. In a different way, yeah. So maybe they're not all liberals. But it was just this, like, this way of being that I can't really put my finger on right now that, like, my parents weren't really that way. Like, I don't want to go... Uh, I don't ever want... Okay. What I'm trying to say is I think it's messed up that I was getting kind of like, you know, you have to dress this certain way and act this certain way Things that have nothing to do with learning is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Just because that's like a teacher's preference of how they want the uh, next generation to grow up. Yeah. And it's like different than even your own parents. Yeah. They they want you. They're they're in power trips. Mm -hmm. They want you to obey them. Um, Like I never did homework. That was another reason I got bad grades is Mm -hmm. because that's my time. Yeah. If you can't teach me while I'm here, then that's you, that's your fault, not mine. Yeah. That's so I'm totally not going to do it when I'm out, not here. <laughs> and it, that's uh, totally true. They have eight hours a day. <clears throat> they have eight hours. Maybe don't jam all the subjects into the same day if you feel like you can't do it well enough in that time. Yep. 
they could they lots of people do that with or not people lots of schools do that now where it's like blocks but i never got any classes like that it was always like 30 minutes each of a subject i still pass whatever, my classes 45, I don't know. just with terrible grades yeah like without doing the homework because i uh, like i could understand what you're teaching me i don't need to do this at home yep so but yeah they just want you to do what they tell you i got in trouble once for um not standing up for the pledge oh my goodness i was in like seventh or eighth grade and my teacher sent me to the principal because I refused to stand for the pledge wow and I got down there and ended up having like a debate with the principal <laughs> and uh so she, he sent me back to class and told her that she couldn't make me stand for the pledge in the wow. end okay yeah good. yeah <laughs> that would have been like a total like rights violation if they tried to she, make you but she hated me she wow. hated me from that moment on like so stupid yeah it's like, a child doesn't have the same patriotic feelings as me i'm gonna treat them like crap a child cannot be a patriot they don't have the understanding to grasp what any of that means right like i was literally in love with america when i was in high school was like a totally different person but um i hadn't been like um i hadn't learned the reality of things yet like i hadn't been actually abused by cops and stuff yet and that's what snowballed to where today i'm on the air saying stuff like well there should just not be a public school system at all and stuff like that. But but I, I remember there were other kids that would sit and not do it. And I would be like absolutely confused. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you do this? But like my dad was in the military. So it just always felt like it was like, we do this because people died to keep us safe. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> I always find it really interesting when people uh, from a young age already got that it's not what they say it was. Because like Chris Wade, who does the show sometimes... Um, he said the same thing. He said when he was like four years old, he was like, why are we doing this for the flag? Yeah. It's like, it's that, that's bizarre. Impressive. It's it bizarre. Is bizarre when, when I think about it now. Everybody's standing up together and chanting yeah. at a piece of fabric on the wall. Why? Why are we doing this? Same thing with church. Like, I never understood. Yeah. Why are we all here listening to this guy read? Just read the book yourself. Yeah. If you want to read it. I mean, I never I never thought things like that as a kid. I was just like, this is normal because I was um, like in church all the time. And but when I think back at it now, it's weird. So I try, I really try not to just like judge people really hard for just being status and stuff because like a couple incidents in my life could have gone differently and I would probably still be that person. I wonder if Chris Wade was a a latchkey kid with inattentive parents because I think Mm -hmm. that's why I was so already disillusioned by everything is because Mm -hmm. I kind of raised myself like I was fed and sheltered and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you know, nobody helped me with homework or schoolwork or stuff like that so i just had to do it myself and so i'd read and think and just ended up realizing that everything's lies that that does make a lot of sense because it's like anytime i had a question for my mom i'd be like well well so wait if jesus says this then why this she had an apologist type answer Mm -hmm. like she's like well that's because this so it would at least hold me over for a while like i never sat there and was like wait this doesn't make any sense because I would ask my mom and then you trusted her and then I'd get the answer. Right. You had somebody telling you somebody that you trusted telling you what to think. And so you believed it. Yep. So but nobody was telling me what to think. Yep. So I just made up my own thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Chris doesn't seem very close to his parents. So I, I could totally see that being a that's a good hypothesis. Yeah. Oh, so here's the um, how to know if you have nomophobia. Here's the list. OK, you can self-report on this individuals rate each statement on a scale from strongly agree to strongly disagree i would feel uncomfortable without constant access to information through my smartphone i would be annoyed if i could not look information up on my smartphone when i wanted to do so okay but 
Yes, I would be annoyed. Annoyed. That's that doesn't mean I would be have a phobia. Yeah. That's stupid. Being unable to get the news on my smartphone would make me nervous. I don't even read no. the news. I only read the news for this show. Yeah, I only read this show. what I want to read. Mm-hmm. Like, you I seem to get um, news that's like, I, I didn't even see that anywhere, so... I'm just a weird internet creepy person is all. <laughs> I, I just like, I get a lot of it from Ian because he reads the news in jail and sends it to me. And then I, I have like four or five things that aren't too bad that I read from. Like um, Al Jazeera is not too bad on American things at least. Yeah. Um, four is I would be annoyed if I could not use my smartphone and or its capabilities when I wanted to do so. They keep saying annoyed. Which doesn't, if I'm annoyed with something, I'm not shaking and sweating and, yes, and exactly. out of breath. Like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I can't breathe. Yeah. I get annoyed every single day. <laughs> yeah, me too. All the time. I'm like, I, oh, the, the drawer handle just pulled my pocket. Yep. Yeah, I'm annoyed. And now my, I can't breathe. <laughs> my um, old bosses from the Mighty Moose, Martin Keen, they always laugh because they say I say the word annoyed all the time. <laughs> or annoying. Oh, that's yeah. so annoying. Yeah. What can I do? Not, Things are annoying. Phobia. Being a human's kind of annoying. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Uh, running out of battery in my smartphone would scare me. So I have a friend who actually, like, anytime I send him a screenshot of something, he's always like, your phone is scaring me. Please charge your phone because it's always on, like, 2% battery or 1% battery. I have people battery. that say that to me, too. It's actually yeah. the trolls in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to run out of credits or hit my monthly data limit, I would panic. What is that even? Credits or data limits? Um, I don't know exactly what a credit would be, but I would think that it's like um, if you have a prepaid thing and you only paid for a certain amount of text or a certain amount of data. Can you still do that? You can still yeah. buy a number of texts for the month? I, I haven't met anyone wild. that has that, but I do have a prepaid card on my phone. It just immediately goes or um, automatically goes through. And um, so I don't have to like go buy a card, but I'm pretty sure you can do it that way. Unless I'm coming like here. Or somewhere where I need my phone, I don't take it with me hmm. when I go places. Like if I go to the store, I don't take my phone. I don't need hmm. it. I'm shopping. I don't need to do anything on my phone while I'm shopping. Hmm. I'm so connected to my phone because it's the only way for Ian to call me. Yeah. But well, that's true. It's it's just like some people can be in a situation where they're way more close or connected to it. But mm-hmm. I've at least gotten myself to where I'm not like on it 24-7 for social media which is just the absolute worst thing you can do i feel yeah and it's talking about anxiety if you have anxiety and you're on twitter every single day don't tell me you have something wrong with your brain right no it's because you're sitting here looking at curated content all day of people only showing you the best parts of their life and then you're like oh my life must be terrible because i'm not constantly on vacations in bali yeah. and i don't get flowers every day and or the worst you know, parts like, of or whatever the world or That's the worst the parts thing. of the world never the worst parts of their life though yeah it's always the best parts of their life mm-hmm. and the worst parts of the world so That's be afraid point. of everything and you're not good enough yeah and, th- and that's kind of how instagram is like i just got totally uninterested in it at like age 24 i was just like i don't care if people <laughs> i went to high school with think i have nice blah 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 like I don't care so why am I posting these pictures like I think what really stopped me from ever wanting to use Instagram to like just post pictures of myself is having a boyfriend that I really love because it's like I I'm I I will admit that like one reason for having an Instagram would be like not that I thought somebody would find me on Instagram and then I would fall in love with them but if there was somebody in my life and then they kind of found interest in me then they would look at my Instagram and I have to have nice pictures of myself on there and after I have a well, now husband that I love, I just don't understand. I don't have 
any reason for it because I don't care what people I went to high school with think about my clothes or whatever. Yeah, I am so uninterested in the people that I used to know mm-hmm. that I um so I didn't have a Facebook for a while because I was like this is dumb. Yeah. Everybody was just fighting right, on it's Facebook terrible. and That's um, the worst one, I swear. So I started a new Facebook for like rabbit sales and meeting rabbit people and stuff and uh I just used a fake name. Because mm. I literally didn't want anybody that I used to know to look me up and try to sell me leggings or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I don't care. We're not friends. Don't. <laughs> and a lot of the time, unless it's somebody like like I reference my friend from third grade, I keep in contact with her on purpose. But if somebody were to contact me who also was in our third grade class and I don't care about anymore, that happens sometimes. It's like so awkward. Yeah. It's like I, I moved over like three years. So like I really don't remember anything about you. And if unless you keep uh, purposely keep like communication with somebody. Yeah. If we were like close friends or something, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But most of the time it's people that you just went to school with and they're like, oh, I know that person's name. I know nothing about them, but I'm going to friend request them because I don't know. And that's like collecting friends. Right. Right. They want a certain number of friends. It's weird. And like that was definitely something that I went through when I was like 11 and first made a MySpace and would be like, I need to have more friends on my list than like my cousin. No, I removed Tom way back in the day. Oh. <laughs> way back in the day, like when I first got my MySpace, I was like, I don't know that guy. I can't remember I if I him. removed Tom. Yeah, I had like, you know, just people that I knew. And That's was such a with. funny thing. If somebody doesn't know, if somebody listening doesn't know what we're talking about, the creator of MySpace had it to where when you would make a MySpace, you were automatically friends with him on his personal account. He was account. your first friend. Yes. And yeah. it would be like, I'm your first friend. My name is Tom. Oh, my goodness. It's Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up. 603-283-6160 is the number to get in on the conversation with us. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. on your mind that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie and Lori. and in the last couple segments we were talking about some news articles about well in europe well i mean in france specifically they've made it to where fast food uh, companies cannot use reusable things for in-house orders and you know that's pretty crazy i don't think i think that that is just Absolutely on its face. It should not be a law because it's like the fast food restaurants should choose to do what they want to do. And yeah. If, and the customers choose whether or not to patronize them. Exactly. If you don't like somebody because or I mean a restaurant because they're using things that are filling up landfills in your opinion. Well, just don't go there. Yeah. And vote with your dollar. It's the biggest vote you have. Exactly. And so that's ridiculous. That shouldn't be illegal. And actually, the thing about it is I don't believe in laws you may learn as you listen to this show. But as far as figuring out if something is immoral or not, this one kind of threw me for a loop. loop, Sorry, it's on, I said that because it's on the Salt Lake Tribune. And 
that's at sltrib.com, but it's the Salt Lake Tribune. And what kind of URL is that? Um, it says Utah landscaping company executives charged in appalling labor trafficking case. And I saw this title and I thought, oh, here we go. It's probably something that shouldn't be illegal at all. Like, oh, some people agreed to work for less than minimum wage or people agreed to, you know, do things that they agreed to do and that sounded like a good deal to them. But the government's going to say it's an appalling labor labor trafficking case. But there are a couple of details in here. I'm like, well, that's actually immoral. Yeah. And um, when I lived in San Antonio... I had a boyfriend from Mexico who is um, like he didn't have papers and he worked at the restaurant that we worked at. And before that, he had worked at this restaurant in I'm not even going to say the name because like the thing about it is like, I don't know how I feel about boycotting this specific restaurant because the lady, she was um, from Mexico, but she moved to America and met a Mexican-American and married him and had citizenship. But she would hire all illegals. And have them work a lot in no overtime. And he said that when he worked there, he went home one day and like couldn't walk when he woke up because of how much his feet hurt from all the hours he was doing. But at the same time, like, and that sounds really terrible and like immoral in a way, but he was also agreeing to do it. Yeah. And, and he really needed, and like that, doing that kind of like work ethic is the only reason he was able to like go from having like nothing, almost nothing in his pocket to having like a nice apartment and a car living there so i don't know how i feel about like the whole boycotting a restaurant like that but yeah you choose your job right like i understand that things will be harder if you are picky about your job but that's i mean if that's kind of the sacrifice you have to make that's every choice you make in life yeah every choice you make is an easy decision the only thing about it was like I don't really remember now if he said that she was like threatening to get them deported. That oh, that's kind that, of immoral. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like that's there's gross. some of that happening in this case in Utah. It says, um, is a Utah landscaping company. It says the owner, his wife, and five company executives were charged. Well, this is last week, but this is from November 28th. The Utah Attorney General's office has filed charges against. A West Bountiful business owner, and that's a place, West Bountiful is a city or a town, I don't know, and multiple executives who investigators say hired more than 100 Mexican laborers and forced them to work and live in inhumane conditions under threat of deportation. And okay, yeah, that's gross. Definitely changes thing, yeah. things when they're being threatened. State investigators announced the appalling case last week against Rubicon Contractors, LLC, after arresting three executives, Clayton Phillips, Tyler Brinkman, and Adam Perea. They were charged Friday along with owner Rudy Larson and his wife, Jenna Marie, and two other executives, Brandon Floyd and Kirk Simmons, court orders show. The landscaping and snow removal com- company hired Mexican laborers using temporary H-2B visas. Offering them full-time work for about $20 an hour, charging state documents state. But once hired, the company bombarded workers with additional fees, investigators say, making it hard for workers to pay their bills and buy necessities. What fees do you have to give your employer? It's so weird. I, I think um, it was things like clothing you had to wear. Like, it's always annoying to me when you get a job and they're like, oh, and you got to pay for the t-shirt. But it's understandable. But when it's like... I think it it was something like that, but they went overboard with it. If you work somewhere and they require you to wear a specific uniform, I think that they should 
provide you with like at least one or two. I, I definitely uh, prefer that. And I've worked yeah. at places that did both. It's kind of like, what? Like, so my first paycheck, at least like $20 is going to go to my shirts. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, at that case, in that point, just make it to where people just have to wear black t-shirts. Like, that's what Sally's did. Like, you just had to wear black or white. And you could wear whatever. The place I worked in Arizona, they had um, all the waitresses and stuff had to wear like corsets mm. and like dress up in, you know, old timey, old timey clothes. Western. And they had to buy them themselves. And mm. like that stuff's not cheap. Yeah, I was thinking it's that. like 80 bucks yeah. for a good corset. That's not going to break on you and that's while one. you're waiting tables. Yeah. That, and that's that really one. Sucks. And, you you know, you want more than one. Yeah. That is really annoying, but uh, yeah, I've I've always hated that. I mean, if it's like a ten dollar thing, like whatever, but yeah, and, and then they demand it back if you quit. Like I had to like drive out of my way to bring back my orange leaf hat after um because yeah. they're gonna give it to someone else. I quit after four days. Yeah, yeah you're gross. right. That's that is gross. <laughs> oh my god, orange leaf was probably it sounds ridiculous. That's probably the worst job I ever had. That's I don't know if you don't. I don't have know that, what that is. Oh, it. It was a frozen yogurt place. Oh, it, I was like, this is going to be easy. It's my I just got back to Texas and need a job. I'm going to work at or that was the worst job I've ever had. Yeah. It was so hard. It's re- it sounds ridiculous. No, it, we were talking. Me and Stu were talking about that the other day about how um, people say, oh, unskilled workers. Like, yeah, maybe they can't, you know, do your taxes or mm. or rewire your car or whatever. But their job's not like easy. It's not physically easy. Like with the orange leaf <clears throat> thing, I was actually like tired physically yeah, just it's, selling. It's brain easy. Um, yes. But I not was, physically. I, I had to like hold this thing that looks like a jackhammer that you jackhammer the ground with. But instead it was a blender mm. and hold it for 10 minutes in a giant bucket standing like on up on something um, just to like churn the the yogurt. It was ridiculous. It yeah. was like a heavy machinery thing. And there's like me and some other girl this horse girl from nowhere in Texas. And oh my God. Anyways. Like hot dog on a stick. They have to do the mm-hmm. lemonades. You've seen that, right? Because that's, I don't know. That's in Utah. They have this place, hot dog on a stick, where they mm. do hot dog on a stick. And they, um, so corn dog. Yeah, I guess. I have never, I don't know. I've this. never eaten one. Mm-hmm. I've just seen them. Yeah. It's like these bright yellow and blue stands, like in the mall and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but they do in house lemonade. And so they have this. It looks like a butter churn and mm-hmm. they have to like make the lemonade with this big thing and it's physical hard work. And they're literally like but churning, yeah. like pushing. Yeah, yeah. Them. They're like mm-hmm. mashing up the lemons and stuff. Yeah. It, and it is. It's like you don't have to think much about selling. The, the other thing about it is having to stand out and be a salesperson just for frozen yogurt. If somebody walks in and wants frozen yogurt, they're going to buy it. And if they don't <laughs> let them go. It's have like, you ever heard of frozen yogurt before? It's like it's for offering them um, like samples like and you give them the little sample cup instead of like them going crazy with the samples. Do people even buy things based on samples? I don't know. I that's probably there's probably a study. I would never like if somebody gave me a free sample, I'd eat it and be like, that was delicious and free. Great. Yeah, (laughs) that's such a good point. And free. Yeah. Um, But maybe the idea is like they may come back one day after they have tried it and, and like it. But it would have to be great. If I was like nonstop working when I worked at this orange leaf. Like there wasn't like a moment of just like standing around and people come in and you have to stop what you're doing to be like, well, would you like to try the marshmallow one? And that's stupid and ridiculous. There should be someone whose job is just to do that. Anyways, um, I'm done complaining about that job because I, it once it popped in my head, I really had to continue complaining about it. Um, and it's like the best one to explain 
how um, an entry-level job can really suck sometimes of the jobs I've had. Well, also cleaning houses, like vacuuming. That was terrible. The um, It says the workers were required to live in unfurnished, company-provided housing, and about $300 in rent was deducted from their paychecks every two weeks, charging document state. So, okay, so they 600 had- a month. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to live. They were forced to live in these places. I mean, like they couldn't weird. live somewhere else. That is that is weird. And um, it doesn't really explain that. Like if they were allowed to live somewhere else, if they just didn't want to do that. And also 600 a month isn't bad. Yeah. For an unfurnished. Yeah. Uh, whose apartment is coming furnished. Yeah. That, and I was thinking when I read that, I was like unfurnished. Like they just put that there to make it to make seem it sound like worse. It was worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about these kind of stories. I'm always looking. I'm always assuming that um, it's going to be something that's not bad at all. And then the Salt Lake Tribune is just trying to make it look really bad for the, to help the government out. But in this case, there are some things that are also actually yeah. bad. But yeah, if they're forced to live there, like if that's, that's their only bad. option, like you can't have this job unless you live here, then that's weird. Well, it's like that. It's like that is really weird, but also shouldn't be illegal. It shouldn't be illegal because just don't can, take the job. Exactly. You can decide not to take the job. Yeah. But if it's like if you quit you're going to get deported back to Mexico. Yeah, but that part crazy. sounds like they're saying, oh, they were provided cheap, affordable housing yeah. that they actually had to pay for, mm-hmm. which everyone does. Yeah, Your that's so boss true. doesn't have to give you a place to live. 600 isn't like, oh, that's normal in Utah, but expensive where you live. Like, Utah that's is really expensive to live. Yeah, that's Utah. cheap. Yeah. Um, there are so many people from California moving there. It says, in at least one instance, a house didn't have hot water or heat during the winter. That's a problem. And that's a problem. Yeah. And men were sleeping on piles of clothing. Okay, but that is their problem. Yeah, they didn't buy a mattress. Like I was saying, uh, my ex who was from Mexico and came with almost nothing and just worked every day, his dream was to have like his apartment and couches. So it was like kind of like all from Ross, but he was so proud of that. And that's a thing to be proud of. Also, why is there no heat or hot water? Was it electric and they were responsible for their own electric bill, like a hmm. normal apartment, and That's they didn't point. pay it? That's a good point. That's a good point. Because the, the government will put things in their charging statements that sounds so much worse than it, it is. If yeah. they were like, well, I'm not going to... rented a, uh, an apartment to somebody and they didn't turn on their electricity, so they had no heat or hot water, and yeah. they didn't buy a bed, so they slept on the floor. How dare you? Yeah. That that's <laughs> sounds so much worse than it actually is. That's yeah. what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. In at least one instance... Um, sorry, I already read that. Um, yeah, it says they're sleeping in piles of clothing or in a company truck to stay warm, investigators say. The workers also had to buy cell phones from the company to wor- log work hours on a mobile application, and they were forced to pay for their own equipment. Well, a lot of like working jobs like that are like you have to have your own stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of um, building and um, you know, this is landscaping type jobs are like, well, you have your own tools yeah so you have to and a phone as a tool because we have to be able to get in touch with you or whatever and them being charging them for a phone isn't that crazy to me yeah um, making them buy their own phone definitely shouldn't be illegal but but i mean a phone's also like 30 bucks you can buy yeah. a 30 dollar phone mm-hmm, that's true um it says if an executive quoted that a job would take 10 hours but it actually took 13 workers would not be paid for the extra three hours of work the documents add that's a problem yep i'd leave at 10 hours yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Fire me. Um, workers sometimes shoveled snow in tennis shoes, and that might be their choice. Like, we don't know. Yeah. So like they're like, you can't wear boots. Right. I, I doubt, at least. Yeah, they just didn't buy them. I mean, if they're getting paid $20 an hour 
They should be able to buy a bed. They should be able to buy boots and yeah. a phone. Twenty dollars an hour for a six hundred right, six hundred dollars a month for rent is not much when yeah. you're making twenty bucks an hour. Yeah. It's like maybe they just had other um, priorities. Maybe they sincerely didn't care that they were sleeping on pile of, uh, piles of clothes because they were sending money back to their family in Mexico. Yeah, so they could get here too. Yeah, or whatever they wanted to do. What, whatever they were choosing to do is what they're choosing to do. Right. But anything's that, any, any of these things that are coercion are not the same. So right. it says um, they were often told to sleep in their trucks so they could respond quickly to calls. That's just kind of a weird thing again. It's not like... Yeah immoral and you could just be like no yeah <laughs> um especially like if your truck is right outside your house that's yeah. a little weird right and it would take Save like five minutes those, yeah five minutes that's crazy the expectation of work hours for certain times was frightening as workers would operate on one to three hours of sleep and here's the thing um in Texas, I have a boyfriend had a boyfriend whose job was um splicing what's it called fiber splicing and he was on call. He agreed to that. And he was on the side of the road on top of a thing that hoists you up to the top of the power supplies or whatever they are. Working on it with cars driving past constantly on like one to three hours of sleep because he agreed to. It's mm-hmm. like a thing that people do all the time. It's yeah. not It's not something that... This is something that somebody who's never had a lot of experiences reads and goes like... <gasps> shocking right because they've been writing articles for their job sitting in an office somewhere exactly nurses do you know yeah that's true 48 72 hours or something like that they do sometimes yeah they get forced to stay they sleep there sometimes Hmm. sometimes my goodness it says the workers were also not properly trained in u.s traffic laws or formally taught how to operate the machinery they work for. And the machinery thing is a is a problem, but do most jobs train you on traffic laws? No. And it says, <laughs> uh, that's what the documents state. One employee told investigators about a man who drove a Rubicon truck on Interstate 15 from Bountiful to Spanish Fork and never left the right-hand lane, taking oh, no. <laughs> every exit ramp and on-ramp the entire drive. That's the thing, like, okay, well, you should have um, told him about that because he's wasting your gas and time. Right. Um, not really, like, something that it means he was being tortured. Or yeah, he's like, not he being, was being tortured. Forced to he just exit. had a really weird day. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, the roads here are crazy or yeah. something. Larson would also regularly threaten to have employees deported for relatively minor issues when worker told investigators. And that's really, that's really messed up. Yeah. yeah. If you and someone have agreed to something and then they start saying, oh, I'm going to do this to you, this thing that you don't want done, like being deported, which could um, result in like the state being involved with your affairs and whatnot. That is an actual threat. That is so messed up. And that's um, definitely something that is immoral that they're doing here. Yeah, that one's a problem. All the other stuff so far, not so much. Yeah, not so much. But threatening them. Yep, it's, yeah. that's definitely a, a real threat when you threaten to involve the government in somebody's life. Right. In one confrontation, Larson told Phillips and Floyd to force an employee who asked to file a worker's compensation claim to clean toilets all day or be fired. And a worker, oh, that's what a worker said. All, th- all three laughed about it in a meeting and called the worker in question weak, investigators wrote. In another confrontation described in charging documents, Larson got upset, pulled down his own pants, grabbed his genitals, 
and told employees, if anyone has a problem with how I run this company, and allegedly concluded with a crude suggestion. Hmm. That's uh, like one of the grossest things in this whole article. Yeah. Like, that's gross. gross. If you don't have the option to quit or he's going to like call, which hasn't been accused of here. I thought it was, but so far it's to have them deported for relatively minor issues. Not you can't quit. Right. And just leave. Right. And just leave. Um, And that's like, that's really gross. Like I would quit a job if that happened. If yeah. I was in a meeting and that happened. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then tell everybody. Yeah. This fucking, oh, dang it. I have to dump myself. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going to say this freak. I was going to say this freaking freak um, was doing this in this job. Don't go work there. Dang it. That's the second time I've had to dump myself. Oh, well. But I've been doing this for like three years, so that's not that bad. It says, the new documents also outline the structure of Larson's companies, including Scandia, which is the name of one of the companies, Rubicon Park Place Auto Club and Smart Rain, an irrigation business. The documents allege Larson created separate companies for the sole purpose of shuffling visa workers around for Rubicon, allowing them to extend workers' visas, investigators wrote. Which, like, that is a problem with the freaking fact that you have to request to go live in a certain landmass and work. It's yeah. not a problem that this this company created. And so how does that work anyway? If you're on a visa and you get another job, you get an extension? You can't stay at know. one job. You have to get a separate job. I, I have no idea. That's what that sounds like, right? I've, I've never known anybody with a worker's visa. Yeah, me neither. Specifically. Like, um, I've known people that came over on a visitor's visa and then overstayed their welcome and there's nothing you can do, like, <laughs> to, except, like, get married and actually get citizenship from there. Can't, like, just extend that, but I don't know about That's what workers. that sounds like, though. Like, a worker's visa, you can only work for one company for a certain amount of time and then mm-hmm. you have to work for somebody else. But that doesn't stupid stuff like make that. any sense. It doesn't. And it's probably made to make people dependent and less less prosperous and poor. Less stable. Just like all the welfare things. It's like, oh, you can't make more money than this or we're going to take away your benefits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like and it's barely anything. Mm-hmm. It says Rubicon has denied these allegations, though. So there is the, the other side to the story. It says Larson is facing seven first degree felony accounts of aggravated human trafficking, which is a little it's like, do they have proof? That's all crazy. Or is it just some guy said like the workers said? Yeah, it keeps saying one worker. Hmm, Really? too. It says one worker said one worker said, is it the Hmm. same guy saying all this stuff? Did he get fired and now he's mad? Like or he just hates him because he was in that meeting with the genital grabbing thing. Right. Or he's the one they called weak. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. Aggravated human trafficking is so not what this is, though. That's like one of the weirdest parts about this. It's like threatening, maybe, but human trafficking because you gave them apartments that somebody doesn't think is good. Yeah. Apartments. If they said they couldn't leave, that would be one thing. But like, yeah, I haven't, we, heard we haven't that. even heard that. Yeah. Yeah. One second degree felony count of pattern of unlawful activity. That's what it says. In one second degree felony count of money laundering. I've never heard of count of pattern of unlawful activity. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Um, it says weird. the other executives are each facing seven counts of aggravated human trafficking. And Brinkman, Perea and Simmons each were also charged with one count of pattern of unlawful activity. That's weird. You've never heard of that either? Pattern of a 
No. I've never heard of it either. Pattern of... It's like, well, wait, I'm not being charged with anything else? Oh, wait, no, they are being um, charged with other things. Okay, because I was going to say, if you're not being charged with anything else, then what's the unlawful, unlawful activity? Right. What is... Why is the pattern of qualifier there, though? I, I don't know. I've never heard of this before until just now. Like I, I kind of like skimmed this. I didn't read the whole thing. Like, is an unlawful activity just unlawful activity? No matter yeah. how many times you do it, like yeah, that's a good point. Like, if you get in trouble for a certain amount of certain thing several times, like the judge may be like, "Well, this is like your third time doing this, but it's not a separate charge." Yeah, that it's I've ever separate heard of. charges. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. You can call in and bring up whatever you want. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. And I wanted to tell you about the AMPS program. And I'd like to thank Brody, who's a silver level amplifier. That means that Brody is giving at least $5 a month to the AMPS program. And that means that he's helping us advertise, market, promote, and he's supporting the show um monetarily and you can learn more by going to amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com and thank you so much to brody for being a supporter we really appreciate it here at free talk live amps.freetalklive.com um i'm gonna finish up this story here we were uh discussing that says there was i'm just gonna kind of um um summarize what we talked about so far basically there's a utah landscaping company and some of the executives were charged in an appalling labor trafficking case as Lori points out all of these allegations against these people it says they'll, they'll say one worker said well for all we know it's the same worker we don't know that it's only one worker but it doesn't um, name the people that are talking so it could be just one worker it doesn't even say another yeah. It says one worker every time. And then it's um, just the fact that there's not actually any proof so far. Like the trial hasn't happened. And um, a lot of the things that are described are not even bad. Like, oh, they made them pay $600 a month for an apartment. housing, an apartment or whatever. Yeah. And it's not even like a little room, like a shack. It says yeah. an apartment. Yeah. An unfurnished apartment. Oh, no. So then it's really bad. Yeah. Unfurnished. <laughs> right. They're forcing them to not have furniture. No, they're not controlling what they spend their money on. Yeah. They're not providing them furniture. And I'm not necessarily defending these people. It's just I, it's just so interesting and crazy how um, media works. It's like before it happened to me via Ian, 
I may have been more likely to read this and immediately be judging people as if they did something bad. Like today, I even uh, caught myself doing it. Um, It just seems like if somebody gets accused of something, the majority of people who hear about it, oh, it's on the news. They they did something wrong. Well, Mm -hmm. they got arrested. They obviously did something wrong. And I kind of did that today, which I caught myself like an hour later and I was like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. Well, my friend um, in Tennessee, she sent me a picture and just said, Bonnie, OMG. And it was a picture of this girl we grew up on the same street of um, in her mug shots. And it said, like, this person being arrested for stalking. And that, that was pretty shocking to me because she just always seemed like a really good put together type of person. And I was like, wow, I can't believe she, uh, she doesn't seem like the type of person to do something like blah, 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 blah. And then I caught myself later and I was thinking... Maybe she didn't. Maybe she didn't even do that. Yeah. Like, um, she might have completely not done it at all. Or if you looked into the details, you might be like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here. Yeah, sometimes people are terrible. I broke up with a guy once and he called the cops on me. Wow. And told him that I was being abusive. Whoa. Yeah. That's so terrible. Like, it works both ways. Women do that to men. Men do that to women. Like, maybe that's what happened. Maybe she was breaking up with somebody and they were like, I'm calling the cops on you. Yeah. When you use the threat of the government gun because you hurt my feelings yep exactly like you know if if i don't have a story i try to not immediately think somebody quote broke the law or right. did anything wrong but um that's all i'm trying to say about this basically it's just it's a it's a little weird um Lori looked up the charge of one count of Pattern of unlawful activity. That's how they write it every time. Sounds like it's missing a word or something. Yeah. But um, what exactly did you find out about that? This is, this is specific to Utah. It hmm. says pattern of unlawful activity means engaging in conduct, which constitutes the commission of at least three episodes of unlawful activity, which episodes are not isolated, but have the same or similar purposes, results, participants, victims, or methods of commission, or otherwise are interrelated by distinguishing characteristics Taken together, the episodes shall demonstrate continuing unlawful conduct and be related either to each other or the enterprise. At least one of the episodes comprising a pattern of unlawful activity shall have occurred after July 31st, 1981, the most recent act constituting part of a pattern of unlawful activity as defined by this part shall have occurred within five years of the commission of the next preceding act alleged in part of the pattern. So they just have to like accuse you of doing the same thing more than... Two times. So three and times. And what's crazy least. is it's it's just like if you get accused of this, it, it could be that your first time getting in trouble. To me, it sounded like pattern of unlawful activity meant, and I'm not saying this is really like a better um, thing, but it sounds like it means, oh, you've gotten convicted of Like a repeat this. offender. Right. Multiple times. Yeah. But instead it's like, oh, we're, we're just gonna... saying that you did it a bunch of times. Right. And that's a whole other charge. That's crazy. Yeah. You should only be able to be charged you know, with it one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting charged twice. Basically. That's so crazy. I don't really think of Utah as like the worst in terms of, um, like super crazy for cops, but it it is. It's just that like, I've lived in places that were even worse being super crazy for cops. And, um, that is just crazy that that law would get passed and people are fine with that. That's (laughs) absolutely terrible. It's basically like they're getting charged with these human trafficking charges. And then since they are finding instances where they can charge you with more than one. Well, now you're also getting this other second degree felony that is a count of pattern of unlawful activity. That sounds like getting charged twice. Mm -hmm. That should probably be like, I I bet that could be like taken to 
Court it's just another charge because they're going to charge you with as many felonies. Like, say you human trafficked three people. So now you have three charges. But they're also going to say now on top of that, you're also getting charged with a pattern of unlawful activity. So, yeah, exactly. Which it's shouldn't even be charges a three. charge. So it's a, a fourth thing when you are only even being accused of three things. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that back up, kind of summarize and end that story. But um, did you want to talk about your story that you have about the, the, some type of tech that would end the need for human pregnancy? Okay. While you're looking for that, um, I'm just going to bring this up that I've had for a while. It says, uniquely horrible choice. Few U.S. adults want a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024, an AP NORC poll shows. And I totally understand that. There's not much to say about it, but I totally understand that very few people actually want Biden and Trump to be the um, people going head-to-head, running for Republican and Democrat, like our, our only two choices, essentially. Who wants that again or wanted it back then? It seemed weird back then. I think I don't think anybody wants any of the people that are put up. Right. That's true. Well, not a lot. There are definitely yeah. people. Uh, there that are people. Yeah. But Trump. like there when are... I say anybody, I mean, like the majority of people don't want right. that and they don't want the two party system. And it seems like even in the Democrats, very few people actually like to Biden at all. Mm-hmm. So it just shocks he's me. the one that's their team. So yeah. you got to vote for him because that's our team. My that's grandma our home team. In, in California, she told me, like, I know that he's not I don't really like him either, but we have to vote for him to keep Trump out of office. Bon- like, oh, my gosh, I guess she thought I was a Democrat. But that's fine. Yeah, I don't understand the voting for your team thing. Yeah, it's it's she she would love for it to be Hillary Clinton. Like she loves Hillary Clinton. She doesn't really like Biden, but it's just because, no, it can't be Trump again. Trump is so bad to her. And that's basically all there is to really say about this. They talked to some people who explain why they don't want those people. But um, did you bring up your pregnancy story? Yeah. So this is from thewalrus.ca. Will new tech end the need for human pregnancy? We are five to ten years from a partial artificial womb for humans, according to estimates. That's kind of cool. I actually, I did. That's terrifying. I didn't uh, ask you to to bring this one up specifically because I'm like against it. I kind of think it's cool. So. The thing is, is I feel like it would open the door to being born because the algorithm says that you're needed. Hmm. Can you imagine your life if you had no parents? You were just born because the government decided they needed workers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's not something I thought of. Yeah. So that would be awful. What a life. Usually people. Okay, that's like a a great um, point that you're bringing up, like a great reason for it to be not such a great thing. But usually people are saying stuff like, oh, we don't need people having kids like their toys. Like, or, oh, we don't need people who are born in a test tube. And I don't think oh, that's I don't care about that. strong. <laughs> um, I kind of do understand it in a, in a way. Like, oh, well, you need your you need to be in your mother to be just like everyone else. And, you know, like touching Why do you skin. have to be like everybody else? That's a good point. But um, I don't think those are strong. But that is a good point. Like, if people start to say, oh... Who has a legal claim to this child can't like the government. Coca-Cola yeah. uh, like have kids and then have them be born and then they're just right. workers. Just, Whoa. Yeah. Coca-Cola just buys a bunch of artificial wombs and then breeds their workers who are raised for nothing but working for Coke. And they have been doing this my entire life and before my entire life of just making people think that humans are not that great. Like I've always noticed this as a kid. I noticed that. Every single movie I watched was 
oh, whatever it is, toys and Toy Story, they're good, but humans are bad. Mm. And, and like a- animals, usually, it's usually like amp- anthrop- or, you know, talking animals, they, and they're good, and humans are bad. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see people being at the point now where they're like, I don't care about people. Yeah, you, you can do that. It's fine. Like the Truman Show, how no one cared what happened to him. I think it's because the people who um, have the power are bad. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing is the power coming down. But like most individuals are cool. They're great, interesting people, you know. Are you saying that you think that's why people end up making those movies? Yeah, that's why that's what that narrative is, is because like the powerful people that you see on TV or, um, you know, in politics or whatever, those are the bad people. And so I think um, that that's often like what they want you to think the movie's about. It's like, no, no, I'm saying that's why people think that people are bad. Hmm. Oh, Be- they see because it. when you see that, mm-hmm. you don't see like Frank down the street. Um, helping a baby duck that's stuck in a yeah in a drain, you know, doesn't in a storm news. drain. But doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. But you don't see that. You yeah. see all the terrible people that are waging wars yeah. and taking advantage of humans and doing horrible things. Like one thing I should mention. I don't really want to get into the whole story I got about it, but I should mention it while we're still on this last segment of the show. Um, apparently, Israel did target and bomb a refugee camp in Gaza. So it's like, no, it's not just, listen, they're aiming for, uh, I mean, what is it called? This this terrorist group, uh, Hamas. They're aiming for Hamas, Bonnie. It's like, if somebody dies, it's not their fault. No, you can't even say that anymore. They're aiming for and killing people who, oh, their houses already got destroyed. We're just going to be here to not die in this designated area in Israel's bombing those places now. Yeah, that's kind of what they do in wars. Yep. And they... Wage as much destruction as they can and then blame it on the other side. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just a casualty of war. We have to do this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do this. It's, quote, defense. Five yeah. months after um, somebody from the other side blew up something in the, on the other right. side. Yeah, that, five months later. All the time. I was so scared. Five months later, I had, yeah. to, I had to send a bomb. Kill these, like, unarmed people <clears throat> in a tent. But before right. we get into the um, rest of the story about pregnancy, I do want to let David in New Mexico tell us what he has on his mind. David, what's on your mind? All kinds of stuff. Um, but those are your people, Bonnie. You've got to support your people. Jews? Yeah. Oh, wait. Did you mean Jews or the Democrat thing we're talking about? No, no, the Israel. I'm, I'm not. I don't really think I'm Jewish. I think that my um, Ukrainian ancestors converted and I'm not ethnically like the people of abraham's ham's children i don't really think i am anymore all people should be your people yeah okay okay that's cool but actually we got to interject that um uh the people calling themselves jews are not necessarily descendants of abraham so where did you you told me but i never looked into it you told me that um the word jew just came out of nowhere do you have more information about that uh, well, I'll give you the information that I have, and I, I'm not a professional researcher. I just listen to what I consider to be credible sources, and if I consider them to be credible, then I might uh, r- uh, restate what they what they ha- what I've heard from them. And what what I heard from what I consider to be credible sources is that the first appearance of the word Jew is was in the late 1700s um, in a in a Bible, and previous to 1780, whatever it was, 
um, that that word was not used. Oh, 1780. Um, I thought you had said something like the sometime in the 1900s. Um, well, maybe, but the as far as the word Jew, the definitive uh, uh, thing that I have is the allegation that the word Jew does not appear in any printed text anywhere until the late 1700s. Hmm. Well, I always wondered, I always just assumed that it came from the word Judea or Judah. So don't you think it's probably that? Well, that's that's what I, I think, you know, well, put it this way. I'm, I'm a con man. So if I'm a con man and I want you to think one thing, I might try to uh, simulate that thing like a web page. I might like uh, put an M where there were two N's and you might click on my link and I kind of conned you. And so if you are doing a con, uh, if you say the word, if you, if you invent the word Jew, because it kind of sounds like Judahite or Judah, um, then, you know, maybe that might be part of your con. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that it's some people that aren't actually the children of Abraham's descendants, and, and then they want you to think that, so they just name themselves something new that kind of sounds like Judea. The, I see what you're saying. I mean, it, I'm not exactly, like... Using this information for any kind of like, um, oh, let's hate Jews or something, or it means they're no, bad. No, we're scholars. We're scholars is what we are. We're just trying to understand, to educate ourselves, to learn. That's what we are. I just thought it was interesting because I thought you meant way more recently than that. But anyways, um, why did you, what did you actually have to call about? You said that the Jews are my people. Well, I said probably not. <laughs> well, I only said that because I was, I, I, I mean, I call you and then I got to stir and listen to you while I'm on hold, right? Yeah. So that's what you're talking that's what you're talking about while I'm on hold. So I just commented on it. Um, but I got a couple things I'm interested in. But but first of all, I got I got to bust Bonnie's balls. So are, are, you're you're so schizophrenic tonight, Bonnie. What's going Me? on? Why? Yeah. Well, because because um, you, uh, first you come on and you say uh, talk radio, you control. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm down with that. I troll you all the time. Mm-hmm. But then. The, the next break, you come in and you say, talk radio that you can control. So which is it, Bonnie? Do you want to really? be trolled or controlled? Which one? Um, um, neither, but I didn't say that you can can control me. I said you can control the airwaves. But I, I didn't even oh. notice that I did that, like add an extra word in there. <clears throat> I just kind of you're, you're, you're it, it. It's a Freudian thing. It's a Freudian <laughs> thing. You're doing that because you're trying to avoid... David from New Mexico calling in and <laughs> and, uh, and trolling you because he has permission as per Bonnie to troll. Yes, that that's, that's what it was. was. Yeah, and and what one thing I'm interested in is is uh, Lori when you were boondocking in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, hundred or an hour from the nearest store. Uh, where, where approximately were you? We were out past Marana. Um, I don't remember exactly oh. the name of the desert that we were in, but it was past the Saguaro National Forest, and you just keep going down this. Big long dirt road, <laughs> right? And I know, I know the name Marana, and I'm, I'm trying to picture the map. So, like, if you're in Phoenix, uh, which of the interstates do you head out of Phoenix on to go to Marana again? Do you go do you go to the east? I don't know. Or I do don't you go to the north. I don't drive. My husband drives. Oh. I just sit oh, in the passenger seat the, and look at the pretty the things. Nice. Yeah, when you're in the passenger seat, your husband is driving. <laughs> yeah. Which way is he driving? In the driver's seat. Knows that who's driving. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. No, I just no, no, not where. Not where is he driving from? Yeah. Or from where is he driving? I, I, which direction is he driving? Listen, I never not... know in New Hampshire because Ian doesn't have the freaking north, south, east, and west uh, in our car, which I love that because it kind of keeps me knowing where we are. But when someone else is driving, you're not paying wait, wait, attention wait, 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 to that. Wait, 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 wait. We're yeah, for no. the listening audience. Uh, I just look out the window. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't well, know. Wait, <laughs> we got to bust. We got to bust Bonnie's ball some more. <laughs> 
the 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 north south east west uh, uh, instrument. Are you referring to a compass? <laughs> well, yes, but sorry. What what I meant is, it's just like on in my car. It's it just is an N an S a W and a um, E, and it just pops up in it's digital and it's on my mirror. I think, and I always really enjoyed that because, like, if I got lost in, in like some some little neighborhood in San Antonio, I could figure my like, okay, well, I'm east of blah 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 highway so i just got to keep going west and yay i found it and i'm instead of like having to pull something up i can't do that in so your car that, so you got that high tech thingy on on the mirror you don't have the the yeah, like grandma a circular, yeah exactly have the grandpa and grandma an, analog little snow globe uh, compass on the dash with a suction cup no that sounds crazy that i don't even think i've seen that honestly you're too young <laughs> yeah you're, you're too young there was something else you were talking about too that I had a comment on, but I forget what it was. Talking about so, you should so, you should remind me you if, should remind me what it is. If you want to know where it is, um, if you look at a map of Saguaro State Forest, there's only one road. So mm-hmm. if you just follow that road all the way out to the wow. desert, <laughs> down to a dead end road, that's it. Hmm. Out out to the desert. Well, yeah. when you're in Arizona, most of the time you're in a desert. Uh, you don't need to go out to the desert. You're out to the it. out to the desert desert away from the city of Marana. <laughs> past oh, the, the saguaro desert, state forest so a saguaro is yeah. that those um cactuses like where there's nothing else around it's named after um is that, that the cactuses with the arms yeah the ones with the arms nice that's cool that's that sounds that sounds so mexican though when you go to the, the, the desert desert <laughs> um oh, oh you know what i'm talking about no just no it's funny well, i was prob- just thinking they're funny probably desert. does if she if she, da- if she dated a uh, mexican you know what i'm talking about like I think lots of people will repeat words like high school white girls will also say he like likes me. Yeah. Like if that's what you're saying, I, yeah, I yeah. honestly but, haven't but, noticed but, that. But the Mexican thing, well, it's actually especially New Mexican, and um, so like a, a dude, a dude calls up his bro and he says, "Hey, uh, bro, I, I need to. Can you come over and help me? I need to put this engine in, the, uh, in this car here." And the bro says, "Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be over." Uh, and um, and uh, uh, when, when do you want to do it? And uh, and he says, uh, "Well, n- now." And so a couple hours later, he calls his buddy back again because he didn't show up. Mm-mm. And he says, uh, hey, man, I-, I thought you were coming over. And, and, uh, uh, and, uh, he, and, and the guy said, well, oh, oh you, you, you meant now now is what you meant. Not now. <laughs> I but say you, that. You, you I feel now, now. like, I mean, I, that could totally be a thing that Mexicans do, especially in New Mexico, because like culture, culture is a real thing. But um, I've just never noticed it. And also, I don't know that many people. I mean, like, I know plenty of people from New Mexico, actually. But I've um, never, I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time there. I would spend the night in between driving from Utah and San Antonio in Albuquerque because it's like the direct in-between spot. And I didn't really like Albuquerque. And I stay away from New Mexican drivers when I see them. I just get away from <laughs> I've that I've heard car. they're really bad. They're really bad. Like, if you've heard it. It's like, but I've never been there. Yeah, and you don't drive. Yeah, like it is a serious thing. It is real. Like New Mexico, they don't have good drivers there mostly. And Sarah, who used to call in all the time, but she hasn't called in in weeks. Um, she will tell you that. She'll tell you that. Um, all the stuff I say about New Mexico is true. <laughs> and she lives in Albuquerque. But um, yeah, I I've never noticed that, David. But um, I think lots of people do that. Is it, do we have more about this story about the artificial wombs? Yeah. Let me open it. I I think that if I ever wanted a kid, I would just adopt one, which is one reason that I think artificial wombs are kind of bad. Because it's like, oh, you don't need to... These kids who need to be adopted, well, 
you don't need to do that anymore. You can have your own kid and not be pregnant. Mm. But you can't adopt kids for a corporation and raise them to work. Hmm. So that's got to be the only impetus for having an artificial womb is to grow workers. I still feel like they would have to convince us that people who don't have parents and were raised from this artificial womb well, we can, we, it's not bad to, you know, for them to not have the same rights as us. And I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know that they would have to convince us of anything. Or they would do it in secret. They do things anyway. Hmm. They do tons of things that people don't want. Yeah. Like go to war and blow up little brown kids. That's a good point. So. Especially if they don't do it like in the United States. Well, we're not looking at it. So it's not, it doesn't matter. By then, 10 years from now, who knows? Who knows what will even this country would look like? Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Coca-Cola would be like unstoppable. I don't know why I chose them. Yeah. <laughs> More like the, bomb the Walmarts. Milk builders. Amazons. Oh, yeah. Well, they're already pretty yeah. unstoppable. Oh, um, Raytheon. Yep. The people who build bombs yeah. is like the worst yeah. that I could think of. They would be unstoppable. So it says, in the 1970s, 25-year-old social feminist Shulamith Firestone penned her manifesto, Pregnancy, she wrote is barbaric. Wow. Firestone remarked that as a direct consequence of the dominance of men in scientific research, we could travel to the moon, but we still hadn't found a better way to gestate humans. And I, th- I, I mean, I think that's a little... What's the word? Um, we'll put this up on, on our social so you can finish reading this. Sorry that we didn't finish this story, but I, I think that's a little intense. That's yeah. way too far. Lots of people do it and enjoy doing it even... It's Free Talk Live. You can go to freetalklive.com for more. And we'll be back live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com